What's going on, guys? Dustin with the LFG 1904 show. Proud to announce our partnership with Law Tigers. If you have been in a motorcycle accident, let's get you the compensation you deserve today and get you back on the road. Go ahead and call this number, 858-306-1986. Once again, that number is 858-306-1986. Law Tigers, nationwide, doesn't matter where you're at. Call that number, LFG. Keep on fucking going. Your disease is that powerful. How old was she? Died of cirrhosis? How old yeah. was she? Um, Shit. I saw on Facebook. This was probably like f- maybe four or five years ago. I'm not too sure. But I mean. Like your graduating class? Uh, She was, I think, a grade above me. Oh, my fuck, yeah. dude. And I mean, she was the type of person that, I mean, every party, like a fucking bottle of vodka is like on deck. Blacked out. And and sloppy as fuck drunk. Ugh. But that's what I'm saying, though. And she was allergic, so she would always have like these red spots all over her. Fuck. And at the time, you know, we're like goofing on her, you know. But, I mean, we, we even, like, called her fucking awful names, too, because she would fucking... One time she fell in my brother-in-law's pond. <laughs> <laughs> she fell right backwards, you know, and fucking fell into the fucking thing, which is horrible to think about now. And it, now now being in recovery, too, it's like she's just a fucking addict that had nowhere else to go besides that bottle. Ugh. And she didn't know. And she knew. She knew. It, what's really sad, too, she had a fucking kid, too. God. And so now... And I know that I know her husband, like he's a good ass dude and takes care of the kids. And he would always be like, you're, I don't want to say her name, but you're always drinking too much. You know what I mean? Like slow down and just couldn't help. She yeah. couldn't fucking do it, even though she was allergic. So that's that's what's that funny about matter. that whole allergic thing, because we all we're all allergic to fucking alcohol and drugs. You know, once it gets into our system, we become a fucking See, I, w- I wasn't quite that stupid with it like i have a hop allergy or something with beer i can't drink half a can of beer without turning fucking dark red in my face my ears feeling like i'm on fire and then i just start puke uh burping up foam and then just puke my brains out until like there's nothing left in my stomach i'm dry heaving like it's oh so it's just straight liquor for you huh oh yeah oh yeah Really? So, yeah, it has to do something with that. I mean, dude, you, you can read all about alcohol. That shit is straight fucking poison for insights. Oh, yeah. yeah, you're poisoning like yourself to feel something. Yeah. And it's like... And I love it. <laughs> right. I mean, but th- that's what's so bizarre is, like, it's it's okay. It's fucking bizarre. What up, man? You want to come on the podcast? Yeah, hop in here, come dude. Come on, hop in. It's all good. It, shout out your name and hood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, bro. I appreciate it. What's your name, guy? Sammy from Amazon. Have a fucking blessed one, bro. All right. Yeah. Let's check these new shoes out. Oh, got some new shoes. By the way, welcome to the show, DR. We're here a little bit early. This is the pre-show because Rafa's not here, but uh, this is how we like to kick shit off. Welcome to LFG 19 of all show. And that's how that goes. That's just, that's it. That was the fucking intro. Just a button. Yeah, it's, it's just a button. It's just a button. And it's live every time. Some people don't know that. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's called the oh, fucking. It's called look the, at these. It's called the sneak attack. Dustin has gone through like four or five pairs of shoes in the last five months for work. He went to Hoka's, them old man fucking 2.0s. Now he's got the adventurous dad shoes, a.k.a. the Brooks. I know. Well, I'm trying. I'm just trying because my feet are fucked. I walk on a flat surface all day long. Oh, yeah. Bro, and I'm telling you right now, it is... I mean, my fucking heel is so hammered, but I had a, a fucking 
a seasoned veteran, she's like, yeah, roll roll your foot on some tape, like a roll of tape, yeah. which I did, which helped sure out points. fucking extremely. Like your heel? Well, it's like they call it the heel, but it's this part. Oh, your arch. Right. Okay. Arch. But oh, no. she was calling it heel, so I don't know, dude. <laughs> okay. I, I'm just following her lead because she had the same issue, too. So I think wearing those fucking hokas actually fucked my foot up more because they're so soft. Yeah. So everybody says that these are the cream of the crop, and uh, they actually look fucking too small, but. <laughs> Steezy McSteezerson. Yeah, let's start that. Did you go to Runner's Roost and oh, have Come them? on, of course not. I'm a fucking dope fiend. I but. fucking got it on Amazon and said, yep, those will do. Oh, you, you go to Runner's Roost and they like, yeah. measure your foot. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Your stride and everything. I know. And that's what that's, she also said that too yesterday. She's like, yeah, you go to you go to Roadrunner and they straight hook you up. That's like, what it's called. Right? Yeah, yeah. They, they'll hook you up to where it's like they'll give you the perfect shoe for your fucked up foot. But you know what? How about this? I just I'll just quit. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fuck them. I mean, I'm gonna be fucking paralyzed, and that's it. Yeah, these are probably too small, cuz. Uh, now you just got loosen them girls up. Let me try them out. I don't know. We'll you gotta see. break her in. Like a big thing that uh, my kid's mom learned from that place is most people wear their shoes too small. You're supposed to go like one size bigger because when you step down, Joey 55. Oh, your foot expands. So you want to order them a little bigger. I'm going to take this call real quick, DR. Enjoy this. Hey, you're on the podcast. What are you doing? Oh, we're, we're doing a podcast right now, and you're on it. Oh, sick. Yeah. yeah. You're on air, buddy. You're on air. What's cracking, dude? I don't know, dude. Let's fucking go. Hit me up after. All right, will do. You want to say a dick joke or anything? Um... No, dude, I'm, I'm all frozen up, but I'm through the phone. So. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, hey, just whip it out real quick. Let me see. Just smack it on the all table. Right, it's out. Yeah, throw the phone. <laughs> hey, call you after, bub. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Fucking Graf's best friend, Joey55. Five five. Listen, we gotten, we've gotten tight. You really have. And that's also a rare occasion. That dude never really freezes up. He's pretty, he's pretty liquid with it. Yeah, I know. That was impressive. I'm going to call him out for that after the phone call. Be like, how, how could you fucking guard. blow it on know, air? Right? On air? Yeah. And he's, you know what? I take back what I said, Joey. <laughs> he was fucking, he was so good. He's so natural at speaking. Yeah, he's pretty good. You know? Just really good. Like, you could, you know, fuck. He just one take, flows. Yeah, good. mic check. Give me a mic check. Where are we at? Boop, 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 you know? Yeah. You got to be in the zone, though, when you're caught off guard. I know it, it is. Just you I know, off. yeah. Straight up. How are them shoes? Because you looking goofy as hell. Hey, check it out. If you've got some comfy shoes that you recommend, I'd like you to shoot us a comment on the last post on LFG1904 on Instagram. Just so we can just kind of see what's going on, player. Ouch. (laughs) The thing about it is, is these are already not as soft as Hoka. Hoka's are so soft. So it was like walking on air. But they were fucking my feet. God damn it. I don't know. What's this episode called? Dustin's old. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin, the senior right, citizen. Let me fucking get the catwalk. Yeah, get go, the catwalk. Go get the catwalk. What's the catwalk? Well, just me walking. Oh, okay. I mean, they actually feel pretty good. He says they feel pretty good, folks. I mean, they feel pretty good. I'm going to have to try them out tomorrow, you know, but hey, look. So far, so good. So far, so good. They're not fucking, they're not soft, though. Yeah. I mean, they look cooler than the Hoka's, too, let's be honest. I mean, yeah. Do they? Yeah, because when you see Hoka, you're like, okay, hey, Grandpa. Well, 
the Brooks ones, it's like, this dude just adventurous. I'm going to go into Elise and, and say, hey, how do you like these? And she's going to say, okay. <laughs> you know those Bud Lights? <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah. Hey, just real quick. If you were drinking Bud Light, you were already gay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, okay. What I think is funny is every company now is a part of that community. They do something for that community. Well, so yeah, they want their dollars. I, I just don't understand why everybody's all in fucking open arms about Bud Light White because it's a fucking white trash beer. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Everybody in Arkansas is fucking losing their mind. Hold on. You put some fucking respect on Arkansas right now. They drink good. Oh, I'm cl- sorry. Good Virginia. Yep. Bunch that, of yeah. Fucking clowns. Bunch of idiots. <laughs> yeah, they drink Bud Light in Virginia. I'll give them that. I'll, I'll give you that. Oh, dude. So you and I just spent the weekend together literally the whole time because we were the only ones that rode. Yeah, that was a fucking adventure and a half right yeah. there. Dude, and you. All right. So back it up. DR is a mutual friend. Um, we're not going to get into a story quite yet. We're just going to give you a quick recap on Arizona Bike Week. We went out on a bachelor party for our fucking boy, Sebastian. And uh, to kick this ride off, we left from San Diego, went north 15. Then we hopped on the 79 in Temecula. And all of a sudden, we were in a winter wonderland. Yeah, well, the plan was to shoot down the 8. And then uh, you got the pictures or the video of people sliding out. And Pine Valley. And then Pine Valley. So we're like, oh, we're not going to go that way. We'll shoot up to 15. What up, P? Take the... Take the two ten out, and we'll we'll be golden, and that did not happen. That did not work out. Rafa just showed up. Was good. Here, hop in here, Poppy. Oh fuck! Someone had the bright idea through the number seventy nine out when we were in Temecula fueling up. And Sebastian. No, that was before then. It was before wow. then because I was like, yeah, no, that's a great idea. That's not on the backside of Idle Wild. When we're talking, we're doing a little recap on a. Uh, hey. I had a feeling that would happen. I was, that was so funny. The video that I took of you. Of me? Oh, my God. Oh, the yeah. Before, bro, the before so and after. So fucking brutal. So brutal. Dude, the before hey, and hey, after. Hey, the funny part about it is until, until Graf noticed that you were filming, he was fucking worked. I was, dude. <laughs> and then he saw that you were filming, he was like, oh. Got to toughen up a bit. <laughs> nah, he, he was still down. Because, like, like, when I walked into the bathroom, when I walked into the bathroom, I just saw him, like, <sighs> yeah, groaning. Oh my fuck! Well, Dr. was in there first, so yeah. let me, we got to back up a bit because right, so, so yeah. Let's start from you take yeah, it. We're gassing up in Temecula, right? And we're like, all right, we're gonna jump on the seventy nine. No one informed the chase truck that that was a plan. So uh, they they oh, no, it got it got it got uh it got everything got cleared up because you did say it in the video. Yeah, uh, he said he did say it in the video, but. In my defense, what what, what was said in the video? We're about to take the 79. We're going to hit the 79 and smash through some twisties. Right then and there is when I would have said, no, nigga, it's a mountain, bro. Like, <laughs> you know, you're, I just want to whoever fucking planned that out was just half a fucking nitwit. Yeah, that was, that was yeah, fucking because, crazy. Because in, instantly my head went to, they're going to take, because like y'all said y'all were, were going to take the safest route and go around. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we should have taken the 15. We could have popped through Hemet and gone Gilman Springs, or we could have gone straight up to the 60. But Which is what we did. Sebastian had <laughs> tossed it out there, and he was like, yeah, we'll take the 79. And, I, and in my head, I immediately went to that fucking drop down into fucking Palm Springs. It's, like, really good. Yeah, it's a sick-ass It's a fucking ride. sick-ass ride. And I was like, oh, that'll be fucking rad. I'm way down for that. And um, 
it was not fun. Yeah. Well, at all. As so soon, as soon as we hit the snow, we're freezing our asses off. We pull off at the casino. At Kawea Casino. Yeah. I just kept seeing it, you guys just, it, like, look at everything like, damn, they're probably hurting. Something happened. Yeah, they're like, uh, do we want to warm up for a second? I was like, no. <laughs> the later it gets, the more ice that's going to be on this road. Mm-hmm. We need to get the fuck off this mountain. Let's go. Yeah, he's like, hug your, the heads on your bike or, like, figure it out. Yeah. But we are not stopping. Or warm your hands up on the heads of your bike. <laughs> grab them like do something need to go yeah so this yeah, is yeah. the part that i didn't get to see because i'm riding i'm riding i'm riding it's snow there's you're snow out. you're out in front i'm up in front and i'm like i'm far away at this point because i stop and I, I don't see any taillights and i stop for a while and i'm like still don't see it so i turn my bike off hop off shake out try to warm up and i'm like what the fuck is going on i call sebastian and he's like oh dr drops his phone yeah, I took my I took my phone off the holster to get some video right when we were uh, on the 79 before the snow, and I put it back on, but we're in the twisty, so I didn't strap down the rubber uh, band part on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So right, probably right after the casino, not too far down the road, we're riding. I hit a little bump, and my phone pops off my bike. Oh no! Hits the road. So mm-hmm. I pull over, Sebastian pulls over. I'm like, hey, give me your phone. I need the flashlight. Turn your bike around so I can see. Kind of mm-hmm. follow me down. And then uh, two cars come up behind us. And I'm like, fuck. So I start searching the road all over, I'm looking, and I finally find it. Press the power button and half, what, like two-thirds of Yeah, two-thirds of the screen, screen is fucking smoked. Out. I would also like to add those same two dickhead cards almost smoked me about a hundred yards up the road. I'm like in the median, and these motherfuckers didn't see me. I'm like waving my phone. They almost fucking they fucking a couple feet away from me. Almost smoked me. Jesus. So then I'll let you continue to tell the story. (laughs) So then I grab my phone. I'm like, fuck. I don't have music for the rest of this whole ride to to Phoenix. This is gonna because that's only that's only like the three. We're an hour in. like, Like. Hour and a half, hour forty five minutes in. If yeah, with without the conditions, at the Arco, but at that point we were like two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because we stopped at that that spot for a minute. Yeah, dog. yeah, that that was probably like the longest stop in a while because you guys needed to warm up, drink coffee. Like oh, no, in Palm Springs. I'm yeah, talking about yeah. before we got there. No. Yeah, before because this is because we he hops we, back on the bike. We hit that snow. We were going like twenty miles an hour. Because there's ice all over the fucking road. So, oh wow. I get back on my bike. We start riding. uh, Snow all over the road. We're just slush. So, I'm trying to ride in the tracks from the cars that have gone through. (laughs) And I'm looking in my rearview mirror. I'm like, where's Sebastian? It's like, I don't see his taillight behind me anymore. So, I'm like, watch my mirror. I'm on a little bit of a straightaway. Like, where the fuck is he? And then I look back, and all of a sudden, I'm in a little turn, and there's a patch of snow right there. I hit the snow. Fucking tried to, I was like, fuck, I can't hit my brakes. I tried to turn the wheel a little bit and fucking just low-sided it. Fucking go sliding probably five feet. Yeah. Right into the snowbank, though, fortunately. Yeah. On the side of a fucking cliff. Yeah, so. It was fucking ridiculous. My bike hits the snowbank and stops, and I'm sliding in in, uh, slush, so it's not, I don't get hurt at all. My bike has a 
bent shifter lever, a few scratches on it, mm. and it's dug into the ground. So I'm like, I can't even walk this bitch up right now. So <laughs> Sebastian comes pulling up. I'm like, oh, this motherfucker. <laughs> Just easy, easy does it. So I'm like, all right, at least he's safe. I was like, hey, help me pick my bike up. So we both, I grabbed it from the, uh, he grabbed it from the handlebars. I grabbed it from the sissy bar. We lifted it to where I can get under it and just got. I ran arm. down a hundred yards. Like right after we right finished. just about got it on the road because I'm watching. Like I, the first thing I see, I, I'm looking down and I see him turn and then I see him stop because I'm thinking, oh, maybe he's waiting on Sebastian. He's in the street. Like what the fuck? And then I call Sebastian because I see him pull up and I'm like, what's the fucking hold up? He's like. Yeah, DR went down. I'm like, what the fuck? We've only been on this ride for an hour and a half. Yeah. So, yeah, that was the beginning of that. Yeah, and then we just were like, let's get the fuck off. It was, mountain. there's there's footage on the, uh, on on the, the GoPro on the GoPro of when me and, because uh, I was, I was like pretty much talking to um, Kirsten about, like, she was just telling me her whole story and everything like that. So I was like kind of trying to record oh, no, it and stuff. No, no. And uh, then there's like, I'm like, I wonder where the boys are because they should have passed us by now. And I look at my phone and I was like, holy crap, they're they're on the 79. And I was like, oh, man. Like, literally in the footage, you can hear me say, they're probably, like, going through the worst time of their life right now. <laughs> it was fucking brutal, dude. From that point, because there's snow fucking everywhere. I sent you the photo, Dustin, of my bike. It was fucking brutal. And, like, you're riding through this. You're having to go slow because there's ice all over the fucking road. And it wasn't until we got out of, like, headed towards that down to, to the twisties down into Palm Springs. At which point, it's like fucking sub 28 degrees. It's like in the 20s. Yeah. And we we're so fucking cold. Pa- past the shivering part. We're yeah. Just Everything hurts. <laughs> and then we're going through yeah, that so twisty ass road. Was that, what was worse? That. That has by far been the worst ride I've ever been on. Okay. Uh, because, all right, so to, to what he's talking about so everybody knows, in 2019, right before the fucking pandemic, Dustin did engagement photos in uh, at the Salton Sea, and we rode out there. Me, him, and Ian rode out there during the day, which was also a fucking fiasco. His battery died. Like, Ian's battery died. And we fucked around long enough to where the sun had gone down. It was in January, and we rode back up the eight through Diablo's Canyon and it was 28 degrees. And that, that, that sucked because I had, had not been riding that long, maybe six months, maybe. And, uh, it was fucking brutal. And, and I had no, I had, this is, I fucking love telling the story. I had these fucking 1986 fucking deer skin gloves, brother. The palm had a fucking event in them so air could get in. And fucking Ian had a little tummy ache and he had gloves on. And then I noticed that he had a second pair and I was like, dog, can I switch you out? And he straight looked me in my eyes and said, nah, bruh, ain't gonna happen. <laughs> fucking prick. I'll never let you live that down. You fucking wore two pairs of gloves when I had the fucking deer skins. <laughs> Gotta, but come, yes. gotta come prepared, brother. Yeah, learned that that day. But no, the oh, this yeah. fucking ride was by far and large way colder because then we got down the hill and like my hands started to thaw out and it wasn't like pins and needles. It was like I poured gas on my hands and lit them on fucking fire. We pull up to the gas station and Graf jumps off his bike and lays down on the floor. I'm like, hey, it's warmer inside. I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> we get inside, and then I'm just standing there. He disappeared. I, I beeline it straight for the bathroom. I'm like, I am going to go run my hands under water, thaw them out, and then 
I take oh my a God, piss. Graph, what do you think we should do? I'm just <laughs> freezing. I like at that point I start shivering because I'm half thawed out. So now my body is starting to feel it again. And like my fingertips are burning. And so I'm just like, I need, I need to run my hands under warm water. I need to, yeah, I need to get some heat in me quick. So I do that and I start feeling a lot better. And then I see Graf just inside the gas station shaking. So I'm like, hey, bathroom has hot water. Go run your hands under that shit. It was at this moment I was like, I'm just going to listen to this DR guy the whole fucking weekend. <laughs> like he he just has the best ideas. <laughs> and then that pretty much cues to Rafa's fucking video. It was fucking it my hands hurt so fucking bad they were literally felt like I literally I literally walked in and saw him in pain and I was like oh <laughs> he rubbed my back yeah he straight rubbed my back he's like you all right Bobby I was like no no I'm fucking not and then he took a piss and videoed me <laughs> while I was peeing I was just recording are you okay <laughs> yeah it was fucking brutal let's fucking go all right from there though we we refueled we sat in the truck fucking munching snacks and that was the other thing is like I hadn't heat eaten full blast. Yeah, heat, heat full blast. Seat yeah. heaters on. Oh man. From there to fucking Blythe was also me and fucking DR were cooking, doing 110 at least the whole time. Yeah. We poor, poor Sebastian. Sebastian didn't fucking fuel up and ran out of fucking gas. We and of course we were already like three or four hey, miles he, ahead he of him. He was with us That's for the, a while, and then his, all of a sudden it's his bachelor ride, and they just left him, bro. <laughs> These guys well, are fucked up. Though. Well, we're we're cruising our normal speed and at for, 140. For, yeah. him, for him, it's that's a little much. Like, so we even cut back a little bit. So, like, we're like, no, like, we we'll wait for him, him with us. So, and he just kept cutting back and like we'd slow down, and catch up, and then we'd go again. And we were also splitting semis, so it's fair yeah. to say, like, not not shit you should do or. Like anyone would want to do, it's dangerous as fuck to split semis. We were, we were just done and wanted to get to Phoenix as fast as possible. We had already turned this fucking yeah. The, we've turned this six hour six ride hour was ride. already going on like hour eight. Yeah, and we weren't even halfway there yet. Yeah, so we were, so we got to Blythe, and then Kirsten calls us, guilt trips us. How could you fucking leave him before? I was like, why didn't he fill up? <laughs> he swears he filled up, but I know he didn't. Because I watched you and me fill up, and he was like, no, I'm good. I got this. I was like, okay. But yeah, it added to the adventure. And then they got to – we were seven yeah. miles away for what felt like an hour. Right. Then you guys got him gas, and then we got back it to it, the – It didn't help him that he waited, like, ten minutes to call us. So we were already yeah. seven miles down the road from him when yeah. we pulled off the road to him go, oh, I ran out of gas. I'm like – Yeah. Yeah, there's also another video <laughs> on the GoPro where I said, "Man, if I was them, I would have filled up right at that gas station and then just smashed straight straight there, like literally." Like, <laughs> which one? So there was uh, there was a gas at station two 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 exits before where he broke where he ran out of gas. Oh, and fuck. I would have filled up right there, and then it would have just been another hundred miles before you got there. He didn't give us the sign that he was yeah. low on gas or anything. He well, just he, said he was also miles he, back. He, he said I flickered and they just kept going, <laughs> bro. Yeah, that, yeah, he said that to me. He's like, I flashed my lights at you, and I'm like, homie, it's fucking midnight. Like, 
You gotta yeah. fucking you gotta pull up on me and be like, yo, fool. And so, he's, so and he's run, riding he's running that stock Harley light, so you can't you can barely see that thing. Yeah. It, it gets even better. So like he runs out of gas, right? And we pull up on him. He's like, Yeah, just just you know, fill up the gas tank and just come back. And I was like, dude, it's like seven miles back that way, fucking seven miles back up this way to you. It's like, fuck, hey, we're going to drive on the shoulder. And she looks at me and she's like, I don't know. It's like, we're going to drive on the shoulder. Trust me. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> Just trust me. And so we get the gas tank, fill it up, boom, boom, boom. I was like, take it now. Boom. She starts driving down the shoulder. She's smashing. And then all of a sudden I go, stop. There's the cops. It's like, she's like, I'm going to use my privilege. <laughs> I'm here to use my privilege. I'm here to use my privilege. Nice try, blue hair. (laughs) (laughs) For those that don't know, Kirsten is a lesbian woman. (laughs) She's straight up. She's straight up back. She sped up, boom, backed up the, the... the fucking car and was trying to like back up all the way to Sebastian, which was about three miles from the fucking exit. Oh, bro. fuck. <laughs> right the, yeah, the CHP looked at us and said, uh, No, that's not going to happen. I was like, Well, can you run it to him? I was like, uh, No, that's not going to happen. I was like, But bro, he's literally like a mile down. We're not here to help people. It's like, Yeah, no, we're uh, here to inflict damage, damage and carnage. I was like, uh, No, that's not going to happen. And I was like, All right, well, fuck it. I guess we're just going to ride around. And so, like, then we had to do that whole fucking ride around. A whole shit. loop. Yeah. And then we ended go up filling them up. Yeah. Back the other way. Yeah. Get on the on-ramp. Go then on the opposite get, go, direction. Well, then we had, yeah, we had to do all, that whole little shindag and then fill them up with gas. He filled up there. Hey, and God. then. Yeah. What, what was the, uh, the Million Dollar Highway. I'm and, pretty sure. And then from there, we had to smash all the way fuck up to 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 where you guys were at and when we got there Blythe yeah good old Blythe that's where that's where shit got real oh yeah and then so we get the Blythe everything's good and then we're like okay literally I I just remember saying like if we go a minimum 80 we'll be there in an hour and a half it was 160 miles away yeah and I was like there's the last stop will be Tonopah we can get gas there or we can push it to Buckeye and everyone was like, no, we'll stop in Tonopah. That'll be good. And it got fucking cold again. and Because yep. at this point, it's fucking, it's two in the morning. We stop in Tonopah. And then it got I'm blaming real. DR for this because he's like, I got to warm up. <laughs> uh, I'm like, yeah. I'm just going to go get some coffee. Fuck it. And was, we get back on the bikes and start them up and fucking Sebastian's bike won't start. Yeah, won't start. Won't start. And we, we pickle dick with it for like an hour. All of us are master technicians at this point. We all know exactly what's going on. I'm in my the whole time I'm like yo call AAA call AAA call AAA call Kirsten on her phone looking up uh, fucking wiring di- diagrams and fucking figuring out relays and you know the engineer in her came out dog. you know what I mean and she, uh, she started I'm putting gonna, the flux she's like, capacitor I'm find together this shit right now yeah she put the flux capacitor in the rear tire and Rafa's got two crushed discs right now fucking yeah. and then it's me Dr and Sebastian and we just say fuck it and we load it in the back of his truck thank God there was a chase truck. Can yeah. you imagine if she had her 01 fucking Camry? We'd have been so, we'd have been fucked, bro. Fucking six ways to Sunday. Well, yeah. he would have been. <laughs> <laughs> Me and you would have been like, all right, we'll see you at the Airbnb. Yeah, dog. Yeah. Set, up, set up camp in the fucking Camry. Yeah, and so we got it loaded up, and then it, I think it said 45 minutes. We got there in 20. Like, yeah, that, that's me funny. and DR flew to the fucking Airbnb, got in that motherfucker, 
and yeah, immediately got, got yeah, to the fucking the just, jacuzzi. Just started stripping down. Mm-hmm. We're like jacuzzi. We're so fucking cold right now. Just yeah, because by the time by the time we got there, by the time we got there, that water was nice and warm. Yes, sir. The bikes were inside of the motherfucking garage. <laughs> you guys wasted no fucking time, bro. No, not at all. And then everyone jumps in the jacuzzi and, and we it's, watch the sunrise. And it's currently fucking six o'clock. Six a.m. Six a.m. Well, I gotta go handle a scandal real quick. I'll brb. Twelve yeah. hours. After Twelve we left hours, San Diego. Bro. It was so fucking crazy, dog. Like you cannot like anything. That could have gone wrong went wrong, but it was definitely it was definitely a mem- memorial. I, mem- I wouldn't mem- put it that way because yeah, yeah. me going down and not being injured and my bike just being able to be picked up and started. Yeah, that that was a miracle. that was yeah. straight miracle. That's what I'm saying. Like it was a straight up fucking memorable experience. Like it's probably like one of the <laughs> the top. It was definitely fun. It was definitely fun to watch you guys go through all this. Shit. Shout shout out to those clapped out uh, dinos out there that hey. you drop them and you just pick them back up and keep going. Yeah, and they just fucking kept going, kept fucking going, dog. I'm like I don't know, it feels a little off. Next thing I know, we're coming down the mountain. We got a straightaway, and I'm smashing one ten on it again. I'm like, oh, it's fine, like nothing. Yeah, that's fucking dope. And then we get so then we get to the Airbnb. All nice and warm. This point, we fucking lay down and we were watching fucking the hangover. Yeah. It was like, yep, that's kind of like how it was. <laughs> put, put the movie on. I was like, oh, that's fitting. We're a bachelor party. We'll watch the hangover. Right, right. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. We, we left Sebastian on the side of the road, kind of like how they <laughs> left him on the roof, and everyone's like, damn. Yeah, dude, that was fucking wild. It was definitely it was definitely a dope time, and that was just barely day one. And then we wake up, Graf is nowhere to be fucking found. I was like, what the fuck? Where is he? <laughs> and I just calling him like, where you at, dude? Where you at? <laughs> and so, and then he ends up, you know, being out there and shit like that, and we end up meeting up with him, right? Because he ended up getting... uh the passes yeah you ended up getting the passes to the stained concert and the mega death concert we're so fucking sick great great show great show so so, so glad we made that (laughs) so glad we made that that was the most awesome show this side of the mississippi (laughs) (laughs) it's been a while (laughs) You played that song so much that that <laughs> night. <laughs> I had to get us in the spirit, bro. Sucks. We were getting getting all in the mood to go see Stain, and we we're like, "Yeah, we don't want to go." <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Stain. Uh, who wants to go fight through a crowd of thousands of bikers to go watch Stain right now? Everyone was like, yeah. <laughs> Plus, me with my bad Rob, back, it would have just like, been. Yeah, my my back. I'm not getting any pit. He's like, I don't, yeah, I don't no, know I'm about good. all that walking. <laughs> yeah, I'm good on that shit, dude. But yeah, it was definitely, it was definitely. But then we ended up doing other shit, dog. Like day, what? When we touched down, what did we do when we touched down? We went to, oh, we just went oh, to go shit. drop off his bike, right? Yeah, day mm-hmm. day one, we didn't really do shit. We uh, right. we just hit up Scottsdale Harley. Me and you left to uh, oh, yeah. go get water in the morning, and then mm-hmm. you dropped me off to the phone re- repair place, right. and I had to wait for the insurance to kick over, mm-hmm. uh, 
which never happened the whole weekend. Uh, so I s- wasted a good, like, three hours. No way. Sitting there. Fucking eh? Yeah, that's true. And then uh, we s- smashed over to uh, Scottsdale Harley to drop off the bike, and Graf was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Shifter Crew Boys. With the Shifter Crew Boys, and dropped off the bike got our passes for Megadeth, and we're like, all right, let's go back to the Airbnb, get changed, we'll go see Megadeth, it's going to be fucking awesome. <laughs> get back there, I make some kava, and we're like, yeah, we don't really want to go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, then we went to the casino. Was that that yeah, night? Day w- yeah, the first night we went to the oh, casino, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We hit oh, up the we, casino. we didn't get to the casino until like 2 a.m., though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> we were just chilling. Shooting yeah, we shitty. were like, hey, we were in the hot tub, all that shit. Yeah, right? hot tub, and then pool, then hot tub. Yeah. Yeah, the hot tub was the shit, dog. Like, I think, like, the hot the hot tub really helped my back. The kava really helped my back. You know, there's, there's a lot of, like, one of the things I learned is, like, there's a lot that you could do for a herniated, herniated disc other than get hyped and doped up on the medication the whole time but what did fuck did fuck up everything was jumping that pool no oh dude that was wild (laughs) (laughs) no i think what 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 helped what didn't help was when we went to cave creek yeah yeah i couldn't i couldn't do it like when we left that ring place and we were trying to get back to the car i was like fuck why did we park so far away yeah, uphill, uphill, so you're like and then up a hill, and all, the only thing you had to keep <sighs> you going was that ass in front of you. That was it. <laughs> that was <laughs> it. Pineapple juice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. That that was that was it, man. And like, it was like I literally had to fucking pee when I was walking, and I was like, oh, I can't make it to the car, dog. <laughs> like, I can't, I'm not gonna be able to make it to the house. I literally just like walked in between two cars and started peeing and some fucking car just parked right in front of me. I was like, uh, yeah, that's a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anyone want to hold it for me? (laughs) It ain't going, it ain't going to ring itself. (laughs) Yeah. That shit, dude, it hurts so bad, man. Like that walk hurt more than anything. I think, um, that didn't help because I was, uh, I was there like, how long were we there for? We were there for a couple hours. I don't know. I don't know exactly what time you guys got there. Me and uh, Graf were definitely there for at least three to four hours, three, three and a half, probably. Oh, you guys got there. Yeah, you guys were there before us. And then we got there. And when we got there, we were just like walking around, talking to like Ramjet. Um, yeah, I, I, kn- I know we were already. In, we had already ordered our food and still waiting on it. And he was like, "Oh." They Sebastian just, and Rafa just got here, and then yeah. like, all right, and then they, he's like, "Oh, they're right outside." Yeah. And then we ate our food and just chilled and didn't see you guys still, so we're like, "All right, smoke time." So yeah. Go outside, and we're like, "Where the fuck are they?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we, I, I don't know. I was just walking around, making my rounds, introducing myself to everybody that was there. Uh, the, pe- the guys over at Ramp Jet were real cool. Um, got an opportunity to meet the owner, uh, talk to his son too, Tony. Um, I guess he kind of like took over uh, Ramjet since then. And uh, he's a really, really, really like insightful guy, you know, with all, all the parts and stuff like that. And this is um, definitely cool people. Met a lot of cool people there. Lupa, Lupa, I believe his name. Like he builds like these uh, stretched out baggers. Um, fuck, dude, his builds are just probably like some of the best I've seen in a long time. 
like powder coat powder coated like the frame the mags um and i'm talking about like these mags were like exaggerated yeah. like those are some of the biggest front wheels i've seen in like a long time that was like big with the big wheel bagger shit is yeah. that what you guys are talking yeah, about yeah. this guy lupa uh he's a he owns like this shop out in arizona and dude like his bagger his baggers that like his bagger lineup was like 20 deep it was like yeah. 20 deep were those and it the was ones like that were in front of circle k um because i don't i don't think we were with you at that point so i didn't see those ones no you you weren't with me they were the ones that were inside of the 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 first the, right there by uh by the roadhouse so you know how they have like the roadhouse and you go up this way and then ramjet was on the corner and then they have uh that that love boutique thing where Kristen got her all her stuff. Yeah. It was right there. Okay. Yeah. Those, dude, the 20, like, those those baggers are so freaking sick. I got a video of them, too, so um, probably on the next YouTube video. Yeah, we'll post it on the yeah. post on a story. That way yeah. people know what the fuck y'all are talking about. Yeah, yeah. They're like, ah, oh, well, I wasn't there, so I have no idea what the fuck you're all talking about. Well, <laughs> that's that that, that show, we... that, that that little show right there, it was predominantly, that was all that what they had. I know, I saw a lot of pictures. It was all big wheel bagger shit. All big wheel baggers. Some of them were really dope. Some of them were like, eh, yeah. probably live without seeing that. But some of them were uh, really, those guys take a lot of time out of their day, like attention to detail to the T. Some of them have like twin turbos on it. I'm like, what? Wow. On a freaking V twin. Like it had like this big old turbo motor and like the little turbo yeah, thing I've, in the I've front. The Did you see that? It was no, like, I didn't see it on that one, but I've seen it before. And I'm like, that that yeah. must fucking haul ass. Ghost. I, I was like, I want that shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> Homeboy had one in the front and then he had something like another one on the on the bottom. I got a, I got it on the video. It's like one on the bottom and then it was like the chain drive was like exposed from his primary chain was exposed so you could see the whole inside of the bike. And like, man, that thing was so it looked like it fucks. Yeah. That dude looks like he eats ass on his What was the day. best part of the trip that you guys were just talking about? Probably getting out of the snow. <laughs> I don't know. There was a lot of there was like a lot of like memorable parts like I think definitely <laughs> walking. Up. I mean, for me, I haven't been on my bike in a while, so just getting back on it. Right. Yeah, getting after it. Yeah. Just. And you went down and didn't get hurt. That's fucking. Exactly. That's a fucking so, win, homeboy. Yeah. yeah. I Believe was, that. I was just happy. Uh, you know, felt blessed on that ride. And it's like, just. For me, riding a motorcycle is like meditation. It's sure. Like, uh, that's what I tell everyone uh, why I do it, why I do what I do. Riding a motorcycle, if you're not 100% uh, in the now, you're dead, especially when you're doing what we do, going 110, splitting cars. Allegedly. 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 I mean, I, I ride a Harley. <laughs> My bike doesn't go that fast. <laughs> <laughs> so, so just being in the now, just clearing your head, clearing your head, just only thing that matters at that moment is what is right in front of you mm. in this very moment. And that's way i like to live my life and getting on my bike does that for me and it's been a while so i've just been kind of itching and shit's been like building up and i'm like i need to fucking ride i know it's such a re it's it you're I, i'm the same way 
it's complete meditation. It's yeah. like I'm in the zone. Yeah. So there's some there's some days I get on the bike too, and I don't even put the music on. Mm. I mean, some people are obviously I know a lot of my friends they ride without music. Period. Just because I know a lot they of people want to. But <clears throat> you know that's that mu- music goes hand in hand now too. Mu- What's really weird though is before <clears throat> when I was using, I never maybe because we didn't really have no. We had I'm trying to. Age Pandora. <laughs> no, we had we yeah. had like headphones and shit. You know what I mean? Because I had an iPhone, but I never ever listened to music because I always wanted to hear the bike. C- and CD I was, player would skip a bunch in your yeah phone. yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was fucking so tweaked out too, so it's probably better. You know, majority of the time, I'm sure I the bike you were riding was well maintained. But um, <clears throat> you know, a lot of my friends they still they don't even fucking ride with music on, yeah. and they I know it, for me now though it's like. And maybe it's all mind over matter, but if I don't have music, I feel like I'm just going to be in my head, in my head, in my head. Because a lot of times now, too, I love to ride. I'll, I'll, I mean, unless something really fucking crazy happens where I can't ride, but I still have these thoughts of like, fucking somebody's going to hit me, and yeah, and yeah, that music it, fucking yeah, yeah. calms that down. Exactly, mm-hmm. and that, that's how. That's also how I stay in the now with the music. Going that whole ride with no music. Luckily, we were paired up uh, each using one headphone. <laughs> yeah. uh, wow. Uh, I hooked him up. I was like, I just got to stay tight on him. We'll keep the music going. And then uh, one of us lost our earbud or something happened and the music stopped. So we had a little bit of silence. And then I, I don't blame him whatsoever for saying, yeah, I can't do that. And that was that was a ride out there. We, I, we somehow put it together in Blythe. It was like, He's like, I got AirPods. I was like, oh, dude, fucking give me one. You get one. We'll fucking, we'll jam music the whole way. And then halfway to fucking uh, Tonopah, it fucking came out. And I, when we got there, that was, I was getting ready to say, hey, dog, I'm going to ride with music. And then the rest of the trip, though, we did. We split AirPods the whole time. And right. have you guys also noticed that, like, what you listen to determines how you ride? <laughs> Bro, I put on some metal and I just want to fucking smash. Mm-hmm. But if I put on some fucking. Wu Tang or something chill. I'm a little bit more laid back. I'm like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I have I my music is such a huge priority, so it doesn't even matter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm you know what I mean? Music, yeah. So. I just I just ride like a beast all the time. Oh boy. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, <I can't. laughs> Excuse me. No, I don't. I don't ride with music. You don't ride with music? No, well, you I have before though. No, like I tried. I tried it, but like to me, it just like I don't know. Like I just feel like for me. I feel like when I have the, he- like, especially, like, when I do, like, group rides and stuff like that, and I have a bunch of people with me, like, I don't, I don't know, I, like, it'll distract me, you know? Like, I'll be focused, because I focus heavy on, on like, what's in front of me, or if I have music, I'm, like, you know, I'm really in it, but, like, uh, and then when, we, when we're riding, like, we ride so aggressive, so it's, like, one, one wrong move, and... Bear gone, dead, <laughs> dead Jake gone. That, you know what I'm saying? That's so the like, opposite of me. Like yeah. I was just saying, like for yeah. me, it puts me in the moment. Right. Like it, it gets me out of my head, gets me off my thoughts. Because right. all I'm focusing on is the road, the right. music playing, right. and the sound of my bike. Right. And like with me, with me, I turn it off. I turn it off, and then I could hear, I could hear because usually when we ride, like somebody's always right here. You yeah. know what I'm saying, and like you can't see him in that in that mirror. You know what I'm saying. So it's like I gotta I gotta hear I gotta hear Ian. I gotta hear when Dustin downshifts. I gotta hear you know you know what I'm saying. Like I gotta know where my people are at. You know what I'm saying because we ride so close together. Like when we were smashing back from uh, Utah, Utah, 
fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I definitely didn't have my headphones on for that. I swear to God, uh, it's always the ride home that never takes as long. No. No, never. Never. No. Never will either. Yeah. Was, we, we got back to San Diego so fast. Yeah. <laughs> we were fucking cooking. Yeah. It was it was definitely it was like the ride home, the ride home was like it was it was still <laughs> So wait, his bike was broken the whole time? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So what he brought it back to the shop here? Yeah. That sucks. Yeah, he wasn't driven. Poor guy. Yeah. Hey, so I was asking why you were taking a fucking dookie. Yeah. Uh, what was the best part of your trip? Because they're talking about big wheel baggers. I had to shut that shit down. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, was well, the best part of the trip for me? Sure. <sighs> I liked the ride out because it was fucking. It was eventful. See, I'm I'm like Raph. It was yeah. It was when there's adventure. like gnarly shit going on, I will. The only reason why, because I'm never gonna forget it. Yeah, exactly. I'll forget like all the bullshit that we did and talked about. But there's certain things on a ride to where it was like gnarly, or I had to pay attention. They always stick in my mind. Mm. You know, I mean, every ride I can tell I can tell you about sir, every ride that we've been on to where there's shit like that. You know, yeah, tragic <laughs> fucking. There's always been snowstorm. Yeah, the homie, the homie crashing. Those rides like, that you know, the monsoon happens. that we rode through. That yeah. shit was crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, those rides yeah. where nothing happens. You're like, oh yeah, I remember doing that. I don't remember anything that happened along the way, right. but I remember I did that. I know. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so now every time I re- remember that trip to Phoenix, oh fuck. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. you know, check the elevation I know. on the fucking <laughs> way out there. I know. Anybody everybody that's listening, if you guys don't have friends that fucking do way out crazy shit, find new friends. Yeah. Because you're you're not making great memories. Yeah, so. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it was Matt crushing up fucking hot Cheetos and snorting them. Stop playing. Yeah. Come on. Now fucking okay. Tom getting way ahead of the pack to get into the middle of the road oh. to get the best video of all time. Of all time of us. <laughs> Smashing. I mean, deuce by deuce. Like five, not even five feet away from each other. I know. <clears throat> yeah. It was like NASCAR shit. <laughs> yeah. The bachelor party on a ride home. That was fucking also fucking entertaining that we had no idea about Harley, the new Harley Davidson soft tails and how oh. the inverted <laughs> fucking forks were, they had no bolt. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I fucking, I shut everything down. I said, Bruffy, you have, you're missing your fucking bolt. Well, we can't go. What anywhere. initially did we stop for? <laughs> we just know, that whole, chill. that was a mess. We were just sitting down to chill. And then next yeah, thing but, you know, we're sitting down. Was, something was, was wrong with your bike. Yeah. He crashed. No, no, no yeah. I went down. He dumped his bike. Yeah, he dumped his down. bike. Yeah. And then Frank cut his fucking hand, finger off. Yeah, almost. trying to fuck with it. Yeah, <laughs> filleted his finger and then, open. And then allowed, and then what, Travis's bike broke. Travis, Travis's Travis. clutch burnt out. Yeah. yeah, and then so he rode, Frank's like, almost cut his finger off, so he's like, oh, you can just ride my bike home too. It was and fucking then, hilarious. And then five minutes after that, I fucking eat shit. Yep. Doing a U-turn. Yeah, doing a U-turn. <laughs> <laughs> he cut it way too fucking close. I cut it way too close, and like the, the bike's so low, that like it, the crash bar grabbed the, grabbed the, the median and then just, <laughs> just fucking launched it. me. I dismounted. <laughs> I thought I was, I was way behind him. I thought I was going to hit him. Yeah, I His bike that, did a 360 on the ground. Whoa! Got yeah, up and wild. then started coming towards me. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, fucking ah, great, dude. I'm going to die. <laughs> Who Was it you, me, and Rafa in Van Nuys? Because that's where the we... Where was it that we had to load his bike up? Yeah, that yeah, was Van Nuys. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Damn, we were almost fucking home. Yeah. And then you had to get... Where and did it fall over? We had a no, it no. Oh, that was no, no, no. that was in Pismo, and then when we were smashing down, when we were smashing down, we stopped at Van Nuys, and we were at a gas station just chilling. Yeah, chilling. And then uh, 
Travis and Travis and Dustin were like sitting down like this, looking at my bike, and there was that, me. It was me and Dustin. No, Travis and Dustin were like. Was Travis there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Travis and Dustin it was were the there. four of us. Yeah. Oh yeah. fuck. And then Travis and Dustin were looking at my bike, and they were like, "Bro, you're missing a fucking bolt. Your axle. We thought yeah, you had. A, there was an axle yeah. knot. Yeah, so yeah. dumb." And we looked yeah. at it. And we didn't was, even Google it. We're fucked. We're such fucking nitwits. Yeah. yeah. We could have just Googled it real quick. Yeah. <laughs> so we loaded up Rafa's bike in a Home Depot parking lot. Fucked his forks up. Yeah. <laughs> Did we fuck his forks up? Yeah, I thought so. <sighs> Good times. Anyways, <laughs> find fucking friends. An adventure. Yeah, right? Find friends that you're going to fucking crash in a snowbank and fucking, you know, have AirPods missing out. Just all those fun little things that you don't really fucking want to happen. But when they do, it's fucking magical. Yeah. Yeah. Being on the side of the road with your homies is fucking legendary. Yeah, it was dope. How much yeah. how much clean time do you have? Me, a uh, little over six and a half years. Nice. Get Fuck up on yeah. that mic. Get up on that mic. Can you guys hear me God. good? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah so where awesome. are you from, DR? Uh, shit. Now nah, I'm from San Diego. Um, are you? Mo- mainly from San Diego. Uh, born up in uh, Orange County. Spend uh, after my parents got divorced, my dad got custody, moved me to Arizona with my older brother. Uh, my mom moved down to San Diego. She had part-time visitation, so we would come out here every summer, every other holiday. Uh, is your mom a uh, member of the rooms as well? Uh, she is not. She's, she's not. She's uh, She loves to marry alcoholics. She's oh. been with three of them, married to three of them. Had a bunch of kids with all of them. Oh, nice. Know? And uh, she's always hated alcohol and talked shit about it, but she loves to She loves somebody who enjoys it. She loves to try to save somebody. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, you yeah. know how Mom goes. loves a don't, good project. Exactly. Don't save her. And it never want to be saved. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I was in uh, Arizona for a few years, but always back and forth into San Diego. And then uh, when I was about 11... Uh, my dad put me and my brother on a bus from Flagstaff down to Phoenix mm. uh, because my mom got us bus tickets because she couldn't afford the flight that summer to uh, from Phoenix to San Diego. So my dad was like, oh, I got to work, so I'm just going to throw you on the bus so you can go down from Flagstaff to Phoenix so you can catch the bus over there. Give it that time I'm... Uh, I'm 10, and my older brother's 11, traveling on the bus by ourselves down to Phoenix to get our next bus ticket to go to San Diego. Like an all-day venture for us as just kids. Jeez. Yeah. That's kind of traumatic. Yeah. Think about it. It The Greyhound station? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, Greyhound the whole way. Uh, Mint. I don't think my dad (laughs) gave us a fucking penny for food. We just, he was like, Figure it out. Yeah. Mm. And uh, so we uh, came out to San Diego, and uh, summer ended, and uh, my mom was trying to get a hold of him. No answer. Never heard from him again. Really? Went went from primary custody to bye. Wow. You still don't know where he's at? No. Uh, I know he he was in, like, Montana or some shit. I don't really care. You know, I held held a lot of resentment against him for years, but then it was like... It's like he was an alcoholic. Uh, I always imagined my life would have been so much better if he would have just stayed, had custody of us because I came out here and became a, pretty much a father to my younger siblings trying to raise them. So uh, 
it was like, oh, my life would have been so much better. Shit. When I was in Arizona, I was living at the bars with my dad. If the bars wouldn't let us in, we were locked in his truck. I've been on my own with my older brother since I was about five. Mm. That's why I learned to cook so I could take care of my older brother. And, you know, I, I grew up quick because of it. And, you mm. know, I learned how to just handle shit. Right. Fuck, man. The 90s. Exactly. The fucking 90s. Just, yeah, just lock them in the car. It's it's chill. Oh, I mean, that's, they, they can't come in the bar? I'll just leave them in the car for five I hours I mean, until I, the bar I, I agree with the 90s because, I mean, I was an 80s kid. There some, my parents did some way out shit, too. Yeah. But, I mean, that's, I mean, I mean, luckily things have changed because, you know, parents are fucking, way, I think they're mo- just more aware now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's, even though I'm sure back then, I mean, there was this uh, carefree attitude, though. Yeah, more people are going to call you out these days than yeah. they would have back and then. And I don't think some, in a some of it's town. Yeah, some of it's bullshit, but I mean, majority of the time now, you're thinking about it because you got fucking chomos, you got fucking crazy, crazy shit, especially for two kids being on a fucking Greyhound bus. You know, there's a bunch of degeneration on that motherfucker. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, like and no offense to anybody that takes Greyhound, but I know a couple of my friends that taken Greyhound, and they're fucked up people. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I came out here, I took a two and a half day Greyhound from fucking Norfolk to exactly my point exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was fucking gnarly, dude. And like the Greyhound station ain't for savory people. No. You know what I mean? No, it's just like you said, not. like the s- fucking scrape the bottom, and that's who's at the fucking Greyhound station. So. You you laid out a pretty good goddamn foundation for what happened. When when was your first drink? Uh, let's see. My first drink. It took me a long time. Everyone's like, "Oh, I remember my first drink." I I barely remember any of my childhood. There's so much dramatic shit. I just blocked all that shit out. So mm. it took an. It wasn't until about a year and a half ago I actually remembered my first drink. And uh, the circumstances around it, and I was like, "Holy fuck!" When it just like you have that memory that just comes to light. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember I I was we were living down in North Park. I grew up over in North Park. The Nutty Peas. And the back nutty, back before it was breweries. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, <laughs> fun times. Uh, so I, me and my brother just gotten into a fight full-on fist fight i think i was 14 he was uh i think he just turned 16 and uh he he starts talking about how his life would have been so much better if i wasn't born and uh Mm. how we lived in laguna hills and then i was born and then everything went downhill from there Mm. and i was just like fucking I don't know what got into me. I lost my shit. I grabbed the knife, went in the bathroom, locked the door, and I was ready to just fucking slit my wrist. Oh, and no. my brother starts freaking out because it's always just been me and him. Like, we've always been there for each other. Right. And, like, I've always tried to take care of him, and then I got a lot of backlash from him. Like, he fucking hated me mm. up until that point. That's when things kind of changed between us. And uh, I finally opened the door, and he, like, opened. Like he goes to this little lockbox he has in his bedroom, and he, I knew he was already drinking and smoking weed, and so he opens this little lockbox, fucking breaks out a little fucking pint of Jack Daniels, and was like, "Here, take a pull of this." So mm. 
fucking take a drink of that. We fucking smoke a little weed and then like, welcome. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Now you can't tell mom. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was on from there. Dude. I was just always <sighs> looking for alcohol after that. I can still smell Jack Daniels. Like oh. that fucking smell. Oh God. Oh. Me me and Jack were n- friends up until like my senior year of high school. And Checks now, out. now it's that it's that oh you you put that near me and I catch a whiff of it. I, I'm I, my mouth salivating and I'm like, I don't know anybody ready. who can responsibly drink Jack Daniels. <laughs> like, I don't know anybody who's like, Oh yeah, no, I, I enjoy Jack. Yeah. No, I, I abuse it. I, I was all about Jack in high school and uh, mm. Jack or vodka. <sighs> and, and after that bad experience with Jack, it's just like, I knew any whiskey, like, if I drank it, I was immediately going to puke. Mm. Yep. So I. That's how I am with vodka. Vodka just. I don't know. I never liked vodka. I love that I, shit. I love yeah. I could drink that at work. I love. No. I love. I love. Uh, I love tequila. I, nope. I was never big yeah. on the tequila. I was a big gin drinker. Gin Dude, I had shit. a gin. Gin and grapefruit. Greyhounds. Speaking of greyhounds. You guys are um, wildin', bro. I, I was all about the gin and tonic with a splash of orange juice. Fuck that. You know, I had to have my gin and juice and my gin and tonic. Nah. Yeah. And I, I I would buy so much tonic water. I worked at a Whole Foods. And I would buy, like, a six-pack of it a day. And every, every oh, cashiers started, like, being like, oh, more tonic water? Yeah. Bitch, ring it up. Like, oh, you got malaria? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Damn, just want to make sure you don't get it. You drink a lot of that stuff. You must really like it. Uh, uh-huh, yeah, just just drinking tonic water. That's what I do. <laughs> Bro, fucking gin is like, fuck, it's such a fucking, I don't know. I could I could only do a splashdown. Like, there we, I used to. I, I had a gin phase, and I fucking loved it. Gin and tonic, double lime. Pff, I'd be fucking cooked at the house by myself, <laughs> well, <laughs> like a gentleman. Once you're not buying bottom shelf, and you find like different ones have like, like different smoothie. flavors. Yeah, right, some right. of them have more of like a vanilla botanical taste, and mm. not just fucking pine needles. Yeah, yeah right. But Hendrix is where I ended it. Yeah. Beef eater, too dry. Uh, yeah, not a fan. What else? Um. There was one, uh, Tangare. I when I was trying to cut Oof. down on drinking, <laughs> he said, he's like Pedro's over there, like mm, yeah, that's my guy back there. I oh, mean, no. I mean, my heavy drinking days, I was drinking a lot of New Amsterdam gin. Oh, dude, New by, Amsterdam by, vodka by the handle. Yep, twenty bucks. Yeah, fucking good for two and a half days. It'd yeah. be like I, I know day three, <laughs> I'm having to buy another bottle already. Bro, at your size though, gin would fuck you up. Nah, I, I would fucking down that shit. And Not when you're crushing your liver enzymes. Yeah, <laughs> I can't break I, it down. <laughs> Jesus. I would, I've always been, like, I'm, I'm fucking tall and thin, but I've always right. been able to fucking put down some alcohol. Right. Um, I think it was, uh, shit, who's, uh, oh, there, I was listening to this podcast, and uh, they were talking about how, uh, They've done some more research on alcoholics and how, like we that we actually <coughs> like the the alcoholics where it's hereditary. Mm-hmm. They've found that our bodies uh, metabolize sugar different. 
So for most people, it's, oh, that sugar hits their bloodstream and they get drunk right away. But for the hereditary alcoholic, Mm -hmm. don't quote me on this. It's been a long time since I've listened to it. I might be messing up some of my shit. But uh, they said our body processes sugars a lot slower. Okay. So, like, I know for me, like, I down energy drinks. I eat a lot of candy. I never get that sugar high. Same here. And with alcohol, it's always was the same. Like, I can drink a fucking lot. Right. And then it just hits me at once. Yep. It's like I go, 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 and then boom, blacked black out. out. <laughs> yeah. Same. So it, it's since they've been doing more studies on alcoholism and uh, finding out what causes it and uh, certain traits of people, they right, right. it they need to do more. Yeah. And like, like for a while, for a while when I was when I was uh, when I was drinking, I was. Cause I was always doing shit, even like clean. I'm always doing shit, but like when I was drinking, I would always be doing shit. So I'd I'd pound, like I would start off, you know, just pounding some beers or whatever, hanging out with the homies and shit like that. Then I'd put a pause in there for like three, four hours and just drank water, and then boom, here, let's go to tequila. Boom, boom, boom. Hit up the nightclub. Bah, bah, bah. Pound never tequila. Do the, the pause. Yeah, pound pound tequila. Boom, boom, boom. Pause. You know, for about two hours, boom, boom, find a girl, da, 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 All right, let's do this, boom, boom, boom. And then the pills come in. And then when the pills come in, the darkness comes out. <laughs> the, the darkness. The darkness. Girl, you about to get all of this long dick. <laughs> I'm going to spit in your butt. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, yeah, you know, just, like, end it with the pills. So, was it always just alcohol with you, or was yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, I was, I smoked a little bit of weed, but I was never a big fan. I I just mm. wanted to get drunk. Mm. Yeah, even in high school, like, I'd go on little, like, one month fucking, like, weed kicks where I thought I wanted to smoke, and that was mainly just to cut back on the alcohol. Uh, but then, then it would just turn into getting... It would go from getting high to not drink to getting high and drinking to saying, fuck the weed, I'm just getting drunk. Mm-hmm. And I I did that multiple times throughout my life, uh, even right before I finally quit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it. No, I had no interest in anything else. No other drugs interested me. The only thing I ever thought I would take was shrooms, but it was always one of those things conditions gotta be right whenever (laughs) yeah whenever they were around i never had money whenever i had money they were never around Around, yeah so i was just took it as i'm not supposed to i'm not not meant to do this yeah 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 yeah. so i was like all right fucking hand me the bottle let's go yeah i mean because this bitch ain't going nowhere (laughs) that new amsterdam shit we were talking about i was dating this girl at one point and this is before i lived with her but we were crushing like a fifth every night and uh, we would line them on the top of her cabinets. And at one point, we had wrapped it all the way around. And it was, like, every day for a month. And, like, she's like, man, my fucking kidneys are starting to hurt and shit. And, like, she finally took it all down and sat me down. She's like, I've never drank that much in my life. I said, welcome. This is who I am. This is what I do. Welcome to living. Yeah. This is living, <laughs> homegirl. Doesn't last long this way, but yeah. welcome. Yeah. That relationship lasted about nine months. <laughs> what a nice guy. She wrote it out. She wrote it out. I'll give her that. 
Mm. Yeah, so damn. So you first drinks 14. When do you think when do you re, when do you realize that or did you ever realize until it was too late that fuck I might have a problem? Well, the first the first time I thought I had a problem, I was uh 21 and uh I, you know, I was just reflecting on my life realizing like pretty much since I've been 16, I've been drunk almost every day. And uh sought out help from a friend Forrest. Uh he he got me in touch with the guy who uh he said could help me better than he could. Uh so I started hanging around, went to my first meeting at uh yeah, I was about twenty one. Uh went to my first meeting at twenty one, uh did the told me, uh the guy Jesse told me to do thirty days, no drink. So like, all right, I'll give it a shot. So I stopped drinking. Just going to meetings, hanging out with them a bunch, you know, just trying to change change my environment because all my friends all love to drink. And right, so right. It's like, well, separate myself from them, separate myself from that Change people, places, and things. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. Start hitting up meetings, and uh, after probably 20 days, uh, this guy Jesse's like, well, you know, I don't, I don't think you're an alcoholic. I think you just went through a bad breakup and you're a little depressed and, you know, uh, I don't I don't think you are an alcoholic. What the so fuck? I, so I was like I was like, "Cool, green light to fucking go." <laughs> and I and I used that as a crutch oh, for man. a lot of my life. Oh, a fucking alcoholic how, told how me. Old, how old were you when that, when that happened? About 21. 21? Yeah. Oh, so wow. I had just turned 21. And so I was like, oh, well, if an alcoholic tells me I'm not an alcoholic, then I'm not. Yeah. I'm just going to fucking keep drinking. This guy knows what he's talking about. <laughs> Did, didn't make oh, it that 30 man. days, of course, because, you know, I got the green light. Yeah, of course uh, And uh, What a nice guy. So from there, I moved to. Is Madison. Jesse still in the rooms? I believe so. What a dick. I what think, a I think dickhead. He, I think he's gone out once or twice since then. But Checks the I fuck think, out. I think he's still in the room. He's back in the room. Jesus. Yeah, maybe he thought he wasn't an alcoholic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what? I don't think I'm an alcoholic neither. <gasps> <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That's fucking wild. Can you just give me a 20? <laughs> 20 bucks? <laughs> so 99 bananas. So from there, uh, a little bit after that, Mm. I was just fucking over San Diego. I needed a change. Mm-hmm. You know, I I was already in that alcoholic mindset where I was just fucking angry. I hated everything about San Diego. I I'd call San Diego LA's overflow, just all the garbage from LA coming down here and it's people here sucked and the only time people wanted to be your friends was to use you. Right. And I kept that mentality for a long time mm-hmm. and so I was like, I got to get the fuck out of San Diego. Mm-hmm. So I'll move up to I'll move to Illinois, uh, where my bro- oldest brother was living, Hello? and uh, all, all my mom's family's from up there. So I moved over there, uh, got a job in Madison, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. working for Whole Foods. I just transferred out there, and I was driving hour and a half each way to work mm-hmm. but i mean i was they kept my pay the same from when i was in san diego 
to when I moved out there and the cost of living was so much cheaper. So I was like, I was fucking living it up at that point. Mm. It's like, I went from a two bedroom living with five roommates to a one bedroom by myself. Oh, nice. Chilling. Madison. Yeah. 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 And just like all to myself, you know, watching all the gay porn you could possibly <laughs> watch. <laughs> Anyone could get it. <laughs> just being drunk, doing whatever. Yeah. I, I, I've I started. I started dating this chick when I first got up there, and uh, right. you know she was a little, little cutie, uh, half Mexican, half Filipino. Oh yeah, from, from L.A. Really? She's like, oh, from L.A. Yeah, she she was going to well, Madison's a college town. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So she was going to college out there, and I'm like, oh shit, that's pretty dope. And she was like, oh, a San Diego boy, and mm. we're like. All the guys at the store wanted her, and then like I ended up with her. That's right. So I got I got a lot of haters. Bagder, Godiums. So uh, that's right. We were dating. Yeah, she would go fucking hard. She she had a problem. Mm. Yeah, like even even after I would pass out drunk, she would continue drinking. Oh wow. Uh, oh yeah. Sounds like and I didn't I didn't realize like she looked like she's. Mexican, Filipino, you know, right, right. They, they don't age. Yeah. So she looked like she was about my age. And then one day I caught a glimpse of her ID and I was, I was uh, 21, about to be 22. And I get a glimpse at her ID and she's 31. I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> damn. <laughs> Say what? That's right. So I'm like, all right, whatever, you know. Got me a cougar. <laughs> exactly. Got me cougar. So she she ends up moving back to L.A. and uh, she doesn't take you. No, nah, I didn't want to go. I I had a peer. I still kind of have a peer hatred for L.A. Right, yeah, right, right. a thousand percent. Not like that. Place. Nothing personal. I I just like where I'm at in San Diego. Yeah, right, right. And the traffic, like I have to. Uh, uh, what would be an hour trip takes me three hours. Exactly. To go and experience Los Angeles and Fuck it's bad. fucking full potential. And I'm sorry, I'm just not into it. Exactly. I'm waiting yeah. for somebody to be like, dog, take a Tuesday in the middle of the day when no one's on the road <laughs> and come up here. That shit, that shit never happens. Ever. <laughs> never. Nothing yeah. personal, LA. Yeah. Those that live up there love it. Personal. And I, maybe if I lived up there, I would love it. There, at one point, I was thinking about moving to LA and I was going to leave San Diego and move up there. Because I had some homies that were, like, solid as fuck. And they were like, come live up in the valley, dog. And I didn't have anything going on. And uh, then I relapsed. (laughs) Yeah, so she moves back to L.A. And we're, like, doing the long distance thing. And Mm -hmm. uh, after a while, I start realizing she's kind of a pathological liar. It's like every time she tells me a story, it's different. And it's to fit whatever point she's trying to make or whatever she however she wants me to feel and i start realizing this shit i'm like she's fucking crazy Mm. and uh so instead of doing the right thing and breaking up with her you know we had a come we had a party a bunch of people from the store i think it was someone's birthday or some shit and i end up uh i started talking to this other girl that i work with and we get just fucking smashed and uh one of our friends was like oh you want to go smoke some weed at our place and i was like yeah and she came with and then we end up hooking up in uh these kids bunk beds nice what a nice real guy. fucking class Drunk. act dr yeah, you know just just cheating on the That's one right. girl with with who would become my wife 
Oh shit. Oh shit. So that, okay. So that's that's how I uh first got with my wife. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> didn't nice. didn't really talk to her much before that night and then, you know. Gotten them britches and it was on and cracking. Exactly. So Madison, Wisconsin, baby. Madison, Wisconsin. <laughs> what else is her to the, do? The, yeah. The, yeah. The We're fucking there, and drinking. Oh, yeah. it, it's a culture shock going out there. Oh, the people really? are so nice. Yeah. It's like, bro. Anywhere you once you leave California, people are nice. Yeah, let's well, be honest. This, this is over the top, where it's like right. suspiciously nice, okay, especially when you're from San Diego or <laughs> anywhere in Southern California. What's your angle, like, Yeah, I went out there with a mindset like, oh, fucking people, all the people in San Diego just want to be your friends to use you, and, I, and I'm around all these people that are really nice, and I'm like. I don't know what to do right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get a good read on yeah. you. I, re- I remember I was walking down by the lake. We're, me and the, my girlfriend, uh, my ex-wife. We're <laughs> it's so hard for me to say ex-wife. I feel like it's so demeaning. She's the mother of my children, so I don't want to talk. have like she is what she is. a demeaning label on it. Do you have a good relationship like, with her? Yeah, we, we have a good relationship. Nice. So... Uh, we've been separated for about two years, but we've always like kept close, and you know we're we're still good friends. We've just faded apart. There yeah. you go. Um, so we're walking by the lake uh, somewhere, and I always I've always had a knife on me. You know, I never knew when you would need it in San Diego, especially growing up in North Park and. Hanging out with friends in City Heights back in the fucking 90s and <laughs> early 2000s. Yeah. So uh, I I have that mentality of just, like, looking over my shoulder. And she was at one – and so we're walking, and I, she catches me do that a few times. And she's like, why do you keep looking behind us? I'm like, huh? Like, not even realizing that I'm doing that shit. And I was like – just making sure no one's following us that it's safe. She's like, this is Madison, Wisconsin. This is not San Diego. We're fine. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck. Man, you never know. John Wayne Gacy was from out there. <laughs> no, what does that? The <laughs> Missouri. <laughs> yeah, he was Missouri. But that one, uh, well, Ooh. it doesn't matter. That kid was protecting that fucking place or whatever. Oh, uh, Jesus Christ. What's his name? My hero. I don't know. What's oh, his name? Yeah. My hero. I don't know. <laughs> Kyle, where blah, 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 blah. I know Rittenhouse, but it's Kyle fu- Rittenhouse. It's funny, like I the moment, even when we tra- at least and I traveled out of California, but when I lived in Utah, I swear to God, people would be like, uh, "After you, no, after you, no, 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 after you, no, no, after you." Like there's a fucking cartoon. I think the Family Guy was doing that when they were it was like fifty years of standing by the door. No, after you, sir. No, after you. Just a nice off. Yeah, you, you cannot be the one to give in. You have to be the nicest. Of yeah, the or nice. like. I noticed two stop signs. People will be like, no, go Wave on. you on. Yeah, you no, got go it. on. And then you'll do it. No, no, no. You know, I insist. I insist. No, you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> People in California are like, come on, go. Okay, fuck you. Oh, and a fucking fuck middle you. finger out the fucking door. Or half the time, it's like, fucking fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to stop. You guys came to a complete stop, suckers. I'm going. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cali roll. Got to roll through this, bitch. Yeah, fucking, uh, there's actually a, a saying for it in Minnesota. It's Minnesota nice, but Minnesota, Wisconsin, fucking. Same shit. Yeah. But as soon as you get to Michigan and fucking Illinois, fuck off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they uh, they would call, up in Wisconsin, they would call people from Illinois fibs. 
What? What's a fib? Fibs. Fucking Illinois bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, so, you know I don't like to use foul language, but those fibs keep coming over here yeah. and not having it. Nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking <laughs> Bears fans. Fucking Bears fans. <laughs> Vikings over here, bud. Yeah. And it was funny because it, it snows in both <laughs> places, but people in Wisconsin would get so angry. Wisconsin's they, the, the Packers, ain't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. When, when, they would, when they would see Illinois plates... It, and it's snowing good outside, one, and the Illinois people <laughs> like good one. would not <laughs> drive aggressive in the snow. They were like the ones slowing down the freeway. They, mm, uh-huh. People in Wisconsin are like, "Oh, you're noobs to the snow. What the hell? Like, you don't yeah, <laughs> get out of yeah, here, yeah. amateur hour." Exactly. It's like this is it gets cold as fuck in Wisconsin. Oh hell yeah, I'd be warming up my car to go to work. Uh, the weather channel's like, oh, it's negative 30 degrees outside. Don't stand outside for more than 10 minutes. You'll get frostbite. Because yeah. and, and it, it's right on the lake, too, so you get... Wind chill. Ew, yeah. The, the wind, wind chill's chill. no joke. That's that's what would make it negative 30, and um, you'd be like negative 28, negative 30, and you're trying to scrape snow and ice off your car, and you're freezing your ass off. I had a 78 Malibu, and that mother... <laughs> Good heat up. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Just leave that bitch on all yeah, night. Yeah, right. All my, night. I ended up, uh, my locks what? froze at one point, and I ended up snapping, uh, busting the locks in both my doors trying to unlock it because <sighs> the, the locks were frozen. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I can't even imagine. What about the key just snapping? It's the, so the cold. Key, the key didn't snap. The, I broke the cylinder inside the door. Mm. Fuck. But I found that if I just turned it and held it to unlock while I pulled the door, it would work. Ugh. So there, it, But if I didn't remember to pull the lock up when I got inside the car, if I got out of my car and closed the door, I would lock myself out. So I got really good at Breaking into my own car, oh, I, I kept fuck. A, the '78 still had the uh, gas tank underneath the license plate, so I kept a coat hanger wrapped around there. So whenever <laughs> I would lock myself out, I would just be able to just I didn't have uh, I didn't have the trim or the, the the metal around the window, right? Right. So I could just go right through the the weather stripping. And just get, hook, get the button, hook it up. Yep, pull it right oh, up. Shit. The old my, 78 Malabrezi. Yeah, I can get my car in like five seconds. Fucking <laughs> so. ridiculous. Damn. You don't see cars like that's that on the road ass, still. That's a sick-ass car, too. Yeah, Malibu classic. No one ever touched it either because everyone probably assumed it was a drug dealer's car. <laughs> <laughs> so when did you car. make your way on back? Uh, So we were, me and my kids mom were together for a few years probably like two years and uh she wanted to get out of wisconsin so uh we were like oh well what about colorado so we went out there to visit we're like oh maybe boulder maybe san diego or maybe uh denver so we went to boulder she had a friend that uh moved there Shortly after we decided we wanted to move there, her friend, one of her best friends moved out to Boulder. So we went out there to visit her and kind of check out the city. And we get there and like, no, uh, it's just a bunch of fucking rich granola fucks up here. Fuck Boulder. <laughs> mm. Went down to Denver, realized like, all right, this is more, more my scene, kind of city life, fucking 
lots to do. It's not all smashed together like Boulder. People are like actually real down there. So we moved to Denver, and uh, it was like right right before they legalized weed. We were there probably a year and a half before they legalized weed. Mm. And uh, we were actually pretty smart and bought our house oh. a few months before that happened. Smart so, as fuck. <laughs> yeah, so we we came up big on that one. But then uh, through my stupidity, I've uh, pretty much blown all the money from us selling our house, moving out here, trying to buy a house. Uh. Not, not, not able to find something, even in our range, with having... We bought our house for 168000 oh. for a four-bedroom, two-bath. Uh, the bit fully finished basement. So two of the bedrooms were down in the basement, had the lo- mother-in-law... Uh, sweet. So there's a living room, kitchenette in the oh, wow. basement. Fucking place was huge. Two car garage. What'd you <laughs> sell it for? Uh, Four hundred thousand. Fuck. Fuck. No God way. damn it, Dr. Yeah. No way. Yeah. <laughs> Where's that money? Gone. gone. Smoked that it. Is gone. <laughs> you know that same house is worth six hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> probably now. more. Yeah, probably it, more than that. It's right around six hundred thousand. Jesus uh, last time Christ. I um, Would you look at it just to have a couple tears? Yeah, I, I, I like to keep. I want to. It's it's funny because on uh, Zillow, it's still all the pictures that we posted. Oh wow! So, oh wow! You're really going down memory lane. Yeah, so probably should probably delete that. Fucking <laughs> 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 poor Dr. <laughs> Another memorable moment with Dr. So we're so spending we're, some we time in, in there. We're in Denver for seven years, and then. I got really bad with my drinking. Like, I was bad in Wisconsin because it it was socially acceptable there to be drunk all the time. And it still is. It's the Midwest just, I mean, it's and it's a college town. So it's mm-hmm. like everyone I knew just partied all the fucking time mm-hmm. in Madison. And then when I went to Denver, I just kept it going. And I was just like, that's when uh, shit started getting rocky between me and my wife. Because she, her mom was a, you just like it, the cold, huh? It is an alcoholic. Oh, Denver's not that bad. Really? Yeah, Denver's upper desert. So you, we would get snow. Uh, it wouldn't drop below zero there. Oh, wow. And that's, then that's nice. We would get snow, and three days later, it's 70 degrees out. And oh, really? All the snow melts away. I'm on my motorcycle. I'm riding around. Like oh, nice. it, it doesn't stay cold long in Denver. Like, it's crazy how much sunlight gets there oh that's wild so mother-in-law's living with you no there's just a mother-in-law suite there so, oh okay um so her her mother-in-law was a alcoholic so she she grew up with that oh i'm gonna monitor your drinking type uh. thing so she starts monitoring my drinking give me shit for my drinking all the time mm. uh starts suggesting i have a problem and you know i didn't want to hear it i just you know, I, I still held on tight to that alcoholic telling me I was not one of them, so I was not going to hear anything. Mm-hmm. So I was just going fucking hard. Just uh, I've only ever gotten one DUI in my life, and that was in Wisconsin. I was t- 22. Uh, <coughs> but in Wisconsin, it's a slap on the wrist. Yeah, they, it's not even like a... It's a civil misdemeanor. Yeah. Oh, shit. So I got off really fucking lucky, and uh, the judge was actually nice and told me to, I still had my California ID, and he, he was like, um, 
So with you being a California resident, we need to charge you under California laws. Oh. Uh, but if you go to the DMV tomorrow and change your ID to Wisconsin, you, we will charge you as a Wisconsin resident as a civil misdemeanor. I was like, I will be at the DMV first thing in the morning. Yeah. What time do they wow, what a fucking... <laughs> I'm moving to Wisconsin. This sounds like great laws yeah, over there, yeah, dude. what the fuck? Uh, so, you know... Let me give me a break. <laughs> it was a slap on the wrist there. Wow. Lost my license for six months. Uh, had to go to alcohol awareness classes and uh, pay... I think my fine was like... Eight hundred dollars or some <laughs> shit. Like it was damn, like, bro. I got so fucking lucky. Uh, yeah. In my history of drinking, I have danced through the raindrops and never got pulled over for a DUI. Yeah. But I also, in the end, I would go out knowing that I wasn't going to drive myself home, and I would just link up with somebody and be like, "Hey, drive my car," and I would just have somebody drive me around because I'd be so fucked up. Well, after that happened, it made what me a start, nice guy. It made me start realizing, like in high school, how many how many times I drove to my buddy's house, got blackout drunk, and then woke up the next day of like, how the fuck did, did I, I get, get home? Yeah. Oh yeah. no! And then my car is outside. I'm like, fuck! I drove home last night. I don't yeah. even fucking remember leaving my buddy's house. Damn, dude! Um, I have <laughs> I've had the worst worst memories of uh, driving drunk. Because I was the same way, blackout. But there's a there's one time in particular that I can remember, and I'm pretty sure I drove on the opposite side of the fucking freeway, <laughs> from in Canyon Lake. I don't know. I don't know if I did or not. I got lost. I just know that I was driving north, and I was in Norco when I should have been going back to Canyon Lake. Oh, and I was turned to fuck around, and I'm like, it was, it was one of those moments where I'm like, I don't know how I got back. You know what I mean, like. How you got through the gate at Canyon Lake? I don't. I don't remember. Don't Damn. remember a fucking thing, man. But it was, it still haunts me, dude. I'll think about it today, and I'll be like, it fucking gives me, like, the creepy jeebies inside. Because, A, I could have killed somebody yeah. that's fucking innocent. And that's the shitty part. When Fucking, once again, dude, our fucking disease is so fucking powerful. It's yeah. fucking unbelievable. I used to check the car. I see if I fuck some shit. Oh, up. I've done that. I've that sideswiped too, yeah. people. Oh, dude, one hundred percent. I used to check the car and be like, "Yeah, we good." And pull no blood hair. and hair. <laughs> pull that hair out of the fender. <laughs> yeah, I swipe swiped a car and I I I pulled out because it was on the street. And luckily for me, the guy was shit faced drunk too, and he's just like, "Yeah, don't worry about it." I'm like, "All right, cool, fucking later." <laughs> I'm out of here, nerd. Yeah, so that that was an eye yeah. opener for me, and yeah. actually taking those courses, so it actually does help uh, right. for me at least. And I I never really drove drunk after that, hmm. but that's when I really became like an at home fucking solo drinker. Right. And uh, me and my wife worked opposite ships, so it made it really easy to just fucking get fucked up by myself and watch TV on the couch. And that's when uh, I, I started getting fucking angry. I was like, you know, I was a typical fucking alcoholic. I hated my boss. I hated my work. I was angry about everything, yeah. and, you know. And I like, I like to. Uh, when I was angry, I was that. I'm that. I was that person that. If I'm mad about something, I'm gonna make sure everyone else is mad about it too, mm -hmm. and just fucking spread hate everywhere. Right. And it was just eating me up. I would go home at night and just 
first thing I do when I walk through the bottle, uh, through the door, is grab my fucking bottle of New Amsterdam, take a fucking pull off of it, fucking pour a drink, take another pull, fucking sit down, turn on the TV, just watch something stupid and funny and try to just, like, black out fucking my thoughts. Mm. Because there was so much negativity all the time. And it it was not a good way to live. And after a few years of living there, uh, my wife's sister came to live with us. She wanted to move out of Wisconsin too, so she came to live with us. And I have no memory of it at all, still to this day. But apparently... uh, me and my wife went to Riot Fest, and I got fucking, I got drunk, and I drove that night, and I, we got home safe and all, but I, after that, when we got home, I just kept drinking, I was, I was drinking uh, Sailor Jerry. Oh, got does, some, got some fun nights on that shit. Does it, <laughs> yeah, nothing does, good ever happens does on it, that shit. Does it quicker huh? than the captain? It, it does. does. It does. Yeah, it does. <laughs> So, and it's cheaper. Exactly. <laughs> it used to be 15 a fifth. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, exactly. That's why I was. That yes, was, sir. That was one of my go-tos. And so I have no recollection, but apparently I went to the liquor store and got more. Completely fucking trashed. Drove to the liquor store down the street from us who had a drive through so <laughs> Nice. <laughs> just grabbed another bottle, went back home, and then, uh, and then I had. From what I'm told, I tried to have sex with my wife's sister. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And, did did uh, she bite? N- no. Damn. Did you have a black eye? No. Uh, did she bite your dick? Apparently, I was trying to wake her up. Oh, fuck. And she was, like, blackout drunk, and, you know. Oh, uh, shit. She woke up and was not happy. And yeah. So that that was the uh, first time my wife kicked me out of the house. Right. And uh, she motherfucking should. Yeah, <laughs> I don't blame her for that at uh, all. Yeah, yeah. And I I have no memory of it, and I feel like a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, right, right. yeah. But still to this day about it, and you know, mm-hmm. got to forgive myself. But <coughs> it's you know, it is what it is, and you can just move move forward and move move on, but still hold the memory and remember that. That's why I don't do that shit anymore. <laughs> right. I don't want to ever become that piece of shit again. Right. Right. So she kicks me out, and my older brother just happens to be working in Denver. He did uh, store remodels, and he would travel around the nation, and he just happened to be working there. So he he was like, oh, come, come stay with me. So I went and lived in a... Extended stay at La Quinta for like a month with my older brother. Was still talking to my wife, uh, telling her like, "Oh, I wasn't drinking, but I was at the bar like every night with my brother getting smashed. Mm. Just we we're fucking throwing him back." And uh, there were some nights I wouldn't drink, and uh, so. Well, a little before that, she was, like, forcing me to go to AA meetings. And, you know, when you're going to AA meetings and you don't want to be there, you don't hear the message. No, not at all. I I was in my head the whole time. I had no fucking idea what they were talking about. 
Because it doesn't make sense, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't and hear. I, I didn't hear a word they said. Nothing. Yeah. And so I just sat in the back, just like fucking pissed off. Oh fucking who is she to make me go to AA? Who is she to call me an alcoholic? Blah right. blah blah. Super negative. And and so that's uh, I would just we worked opposite schedules. She would work at five a.m. till uh, like five thirty to two, and I always worked like two to. 10.30, so we pretty much never saw each other. So I would come home, and she'd already be asleep because she had to work early in the morning. So I'd just get drunk, and she, luckily for me, she has a very bad sense of smell because I would be getting smashed. Every, just drunk as fuck every night and hide my bottle and wake up the next morning like, where the fuck did I leave that bottle at? Yeah. <laughs> I better find it. I hope, did I hide it? Did uh, did she find it when I w- when she woke up? Like, where the fuck did I put that thing? Yeah. Oh yeah. And so yeah, that, that went on for a while like that. And then, uh, and finally, that shit happened. And oh no, that shit happened after she kicked me out and she took me back. And that's kind of how it was for us. And then she finally got fucking fed up with it, and she was like. Uh, she came home one day, and it was, came home from work at 2. It was my day off, and I was already fucking blackout drunk. Mm-hmm. And during that point, it's like on my days off, uh, I would just wake up. It's like, oh, I'm just going to fucking take a pull to feel better. I, I can't take a fucking pull and feel better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm taking another one and another one, and then I'm making a drink, and then, oh, next Next thing you know, I'm half a bottle in, and I'm like, oh, she's going to be home soon. Like, I'm going to smoke some weed, pretend like I'm taking a weed nap, fucking <laughs> sleep this shit off. And uh, she wasn't that dumb. Yeah. For some reason, we think they're idiots. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just think they're the dumbest fucking people ever. Like, I'm dating a fucking moron. It yeah. won't matter. Right, right. So uh, she she kicks me out. She, she tells me, oh, you need you need to find an apartment. You need to get sober. Oh, that's the second time. Yeah, this is the second time. And so I'm like, you know what? Fuck her. Who, is she, who does she think she is? I'm not going to get sober in Denver where I don't really have too many friends. Right, right. Uh, going to meetings, not drinking, living alone by myself in an apartment. Fuck that. Right. I'm going back to San Diego. And I'll either quit drinking or I'll continue partying with my friends. Right. That I grew up with out here. And I did all this in like a drunken haze, like pounding drinks after I woke up uh, and then decided to just throw all my shit in my car, all my clothes. In the Malibu? No, at this time, I this was I left the Malibu up in Illinois after nah. I blew the transmission in it. Nice. So. Uh, shit happens with Chevys. Yeah. Uh, this was in my... Uh, Subaru Legacy that I still have. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah perfect. The proper Colorado car. <laughs> yep, you know. Can't uh, without the carpet. <laughs> so I threw everything in the back, all my clothes in the back of my car and just right. fucking bail. I took, took a power nap. I'm <laughs> drunk as fuck. Sick took a power fuck. nap. Took Slept for like two hours. Got up, jumped in my car, and fucking started driving to San Diego. 
Yeah. Still fucking drunk. Nice. Man. With road sodas or what? No, I didn't grab any. I did put the bottle in my car because I knew I was going to be stopping in. Uh, I always stop right where the 70 and the 15 meet. Okay. At a gas station right there. That's like my rest point. So <laughs> it's like stop there to rest, you know, finish that fucking little bottle I had. Ugh. Passed the fuck out. Woke up. Finished my drive to San Diego. Nice. And uh, I got out here, hit up my buddy Jesse. He was house-sitting for for my buddy AJ's parents, who uh, they're like second parents to me. I fucking love them. Uh, Rick and Heather, they've been amazing my whole life. Right on. Because I haven't, like, like I said, I haven't really, I don't know my dad. My mom worked night shifts at the hospital, so I never saw her. That's why I made a comment that I pretty much raised my younger siblings. Right, right. right. Cause my mom worked night shifts, so it's like. It's kind of Yeah. She found the one school in San Diego that was kindergarten through 12th, so I can make sure that. Everybody got to school. Everyone got, home. got to school. Everyone got home. Right on. Uh, I cooked for them. I cleaned up after them. You know, I was a fucking dad to them. Yeah. And how many siblings do you have? Uh, I have four younger siblings and two older. Okay. Damn. Yeah. That straight that, shameless. That fucking Catholic. Yeah. Good Irish Catholic family. Exactly. <laughs> ah. Drunk dads. Mom works at a hospital. That is the Irish Catholic way. Yeah. Well, my stepdad was a real piece of shit. Uh, yeah. He was another alcoholic. So my four younger siblings have a different dad. Mm. And uh, he worked at NASCO. He was a welder, full-blood Apache Indian. Uh, and he raised his kids like he was raised on the reservation. Never yelled at him. Uh, so I was the only discipline they had, and I was a fucking kid. I didn't know how to raise kids. Well, how was he raised on the res? Uh, running around doing whatever the fuck he wanted. No one told him anything. No okay. one yelled at him. No one, No one told him not to do anything. Yeah. So that's how he was raising his kids. He would, if I would yell at his kids, he would yell at me. I wasn't one of his kids, so he didn't raise me that way. I grew up with him fucking beating me, fucking hitting me with rulers, fucking yelling at me. Uh, his kids were not raised like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so he was a real piece of shit. And uh, he was an alcoholic. He was one of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, but that... That Indian in, in him was full-blood Apache, so it's like, to him, I'm just this fucking white boy. So he would, like, order food for his kids and just enough, and then I'd come out and there'd be no fucking food left. So it was like, I was fucking starved. I was beaten. I was fucking verbally abused. Mm. So it's like all the great shit that helped lead to the fucked-up mentality that make helps with alcoholism. Yeah. Right. Just stoking the fire. Exactly. So, how's your relationship with your younger siblings now? I have a relationship with one of them. I mean, you reap what you sow with him. So, I moved out when I was 17. I was on the verge of a heart attack uh, just from stress. Yeah. And so, I moved out at 17 and uh, just kind of them all aside mm. still had a relationship with my mom would talk to her every once in a while but she's even though she does not drink and hates alcohol she's very much has that alcoholic mentality to her yeah where 
just that victim mindset. Mm. We just always call and want to bitch about my younger siblings and this and that and uh, whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they grew up without discipline. So they became pieces of shit. Oh, so needless to say, you don't have a good relationship with them. Nope. I have a good relationship with one of them, the oldest. Yeah. Who, who was the worst of them. Yeah. But he's sober now and he's come to me and he's thanked me for helping raise them and doing what I could. That's and cool. That's all you can ask and for. And I, I was, I was blown away when that happened. Right. He's like, I know it, it wasn't your job, but you were always there for us. You took care of us, and I really appreciate you. And I was like, holy fuck. Right. And uh, I've never had that with the other siblings. They're all just you know, doing their thing. One of them's still in and out of jail, still using. Um, and then the uh, my one sister had a... Six boys, one girl. Oh fuck! So yeah, she she's very much like my mom, victim mentality. Fucking, uh, yeah, she got pregnant for the first time at fifteen, had a miscarriage, got pregnant again at sixteen, had that baby, had her second baby at like eighteen, I believe. So oh fuck, yeah, just rough. So, anyways. We we got a little quick little recap. Yeah, so a little bit of my upbringing, and then so you're at the seventeen fifteen. I, I come I come to make it out to San Diego, and I staying at uh, my buddy's parents' house, who my friend's house, sitting with their nephew, and I'm going fucking hard all day every day, like the. I'm just in and out of sleep, just in, just blacked out for like two days straight. Just the second I would open my eyes, I would fucking grab the bottle and start take, taking big-ass pulls off of it, stumble around for a little while, fucking pass back out, just like nonstop for like two, sh- two days straight. And then uh, he was like, oh, well, Rick and Heather are coming home. Like, we need to move this show find, along. Yeah, find somewhere else to be. So we stayed with his brother for a couple days, and uh, I ended up staying. We talked to my buddy AJ and his his cousin, and was like, uh, he was living with them, and I asked them if I could stay there. And uh, AJ's wife was like, under one condition, you cannot be drunk at my house. Mm. They have a son, and I don't blame them for that. I would do the same. They have a son, and. Uh, they did not want him to be around drunk people. Right. And I was like, okay, I will not come to your house when I'm drunk. Um, so that just meant I was going to uh, drink at night when I was asleep by myself in the living room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so after about a week, I was like, this life sucks. I do not want to live this way anymore. I need a change. So I hit up my buddy Forrest, and I was like, oh, I told my buddy Jesse, I was like, hey, I, I'm going to get sober. I can't do this anymore. Um, on the 
on September 1st, I'm done. And he's like, oh, I probably need to do that too. And I had a few other people I told that. So I, I went light. I, I weaned myself off alcohol because I knew I would fucking have DTs. And I, like, so I just started cutting back slowly every, every night. I think my last night, it's not even fucking good. I was drinking my last night of drinking the last couple of days up to it. I would, all I drank was a bottle of yellowtail fucking wine. <laughs> <laughs> fucking God, you are a garbage disposal <laughs> dog. You will literally drink anything. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just wanted, I, I knew I needed something in my system to fucking yeah, get yeah. off of. So I was like, Oh, red wine, you know? Yeah. And then do it. I'll only I'll wait until about one thirty to go to seven eleven and buy it right. and drink that and then I won't be able to buy anything else. Right. The, it's past two, so I can't buy anything after right, that. Right, right. So unless you go to National City. <laughs> you know I mean? Unless you know some people or <laughs> Yeah. Could have figured some shit out, but I yeah. I I wanted it. I was finally done. Right. I'd had enough. And so September 1st, I call up my buddy Forrest, and uh, it was like 11 o'clock. And he's like, yeah, come over. And so he asked me the questions. and The 21 questions? Yep. Oh, mm-hmm. God. So for those that don't know, there it comes on a pamphlet usually. I haven't found it in a long time. I used to, I used to keep one on me. Yeah, I got but, one. Yeah, but there's 21 questions yeah. that you ask yourself. And uh, I also like to forego this, the questionnaire, with, uh, hey, just so you know, normal people don't have to think about whether or not they have a fucking problem. Just so you know. But here are these questions, and if you answer yes to three or more of them, the chances are that you are an alcoholic. Yeah. Right, right. But I think they change it to, like, if you answer yes to one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty yeah, much. Yeah. But I, I remember going if through that list. you have to read this list, you're an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> and the only one I think I'd never uh, – I never – answered yes to was being sexually assaulted yeah right like that's the only thing that's never happened to me i answered yes to just about i i, I don't remember all the questions but yes to i would say fucking three quarters of them i'd 70 i would say 80 percent of them but i remember like the have you ever experienced a sexual assault w- while drinking no i haven't that's like the only one i remember not answering yes to yeah. right. like all right well fucking here we are yeah pretty much so yeah I, he asked me the questions said all right uh there's a meeting at noon in Linda Vista. Mm-hmm. It starts soon, so you need to go now. Uh, look look for this guy. I'm not going to say names, of course. Uh, and when you get there, so this is how he looks. So I went there, and I found him, and I started going to that meeting. I think I was there every day for the first 30 days. No shit. Yeah, and... I, and we would go to Waring Road every night for the nighters. Every nighters. Yeah. Not every nighters anymore. Not every nighters anymore. It's the most nighters now. <laughs> now it's the 9.30. The 9.30. Uh, but, yeah, I pretty much hit those meetings every day. Right. And I found a group of people that uh, we we all have – Matching tattoos, <laughs> chosen family, because like we were there for each other through like some hard shit, and they helped get me sober and keep me sober and held me accountable, and uh, 
through AA, I, I, it got a sponsor after probably two weeks. The guy, he told me to go fine, asked to be my sponsor. And we started reading the book together and doing the shit. And I just learned that I don't need to be angry all the time. I learned to let shit go. Mm. And all these resentments I've had built up, like, with my dad and with uh, my mom. And it's like, none of that shit matters. It's in the past. Like, why the fuck am I holding on so tightly to all these traumatic experiences and just reliving it so Mm. much? And... I have a, like, a lot of people see me as, like, a very calm person. And and it's like, no, I haven't always been that way. I used to be angry as fuck all the time. But it's like, I let go of all that <coughs> shit and learning to just let shit go. And not l- dwelling on it, not holding on to resentments. Like, it's... It's life-changing, and mm. it's, you know, I go through shit still. It's like being, after kicking me out twice, she finally kicked me out again, and like, two years ago, and it's like, her telling me she didn't love me, it was like, fucking destroyed me, and my sponsor was like, you know, he's like, I'm not worried about you going out and drinking, because I know you won't drink, he's like, but guys like you will most likely end up killing yourself because he already knew like i said like i gave my gun to my buddy to hold on to because i was having suicidal thoughts and so what's your sobriety date uh september 1st 2016 fuck dog fucking uh one two three three months later i got uh sober for the first time Fucking wild. 2016 was wild, dog. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking gnarly that you've you've had to walk through. That's some fucking heavy shit to walk through. Yeah, and, you know, these last two years I've gone through so so much shit. Right. And it's just uh, the separation with my wife. uh, One of my dogs got cancer uh, a year and one month ago. Mm-hmm. I had it had her leg amputated and then uh, and then uh, a year and one month ago we found out that the cancer had moved to her back and it was de- her spine was deteriorated and so we had to put her down because she was they said her back would break at any moment. Ugh. Mm. And then uh, today was a fucking hard day for me. I got to work and then I get a call from my kid's mom saying the kids let Jacks out, my other dog and. Uh, He's a dumb shit. He, as when whenever he gets a chance to bolt out the door, he does, and he always goes right for the street. And we live on Claremont Drive, so with all the times he's done that, today was finally day he got hit. Oh, dude! Literally today. Yep. Yep. Jesus, morning. fuck, Dr. And so uh, I get the call right before I head out on my route, so I'm like, I can't go up my route. I need to go. So luckily, I hadn't already left the shop in my truck so i jump in my car and of course there's traffic coming back i never hit traffic when i'm working having to go southbound on on the 15 but of course because i need to hurry up there's traffic yeah of course 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and say, so, you know, I'm just trying sit to down in that shit for a little bit. You know what I mean? Yep. So I'm just trying to stay calm. Uh, luckily, the guy who hit him actually pulled over and uh, told my wife to like get the kids, put him. He's gonna put my dog in his car so the kids don't have to see it. And he drove it like the three blocks to our vet with uh, after my kid's mom like loaded them up in the car. So I get a call from them. They said, oh, they need to take him to an ER. They don't have the proper stuff there to to handle that kind of trauma. trauma yeah. And so I show up like 40 minutes after he get, they get there. And uh, he's looks a little scraped up. They show us an x-ray. He's got a broken femur and like completely snapped separated and they're like well everything else looks fine but you know we can't see any of the internal stuff so you'd either transfer him to an er or it's it's up to you if you want to put him down and then we're like all right so we're outside i was like shit let me grab a cigarette so I go and grab a cigarette, and then the nurse comes out, and she's like, you're going to want to come inside. So I grab my kid's mom. We go inside. His breathing's labored. He's he's having trouble breathing. He's essentially shutting down. So he made the decision for us right there because we didn't know what to do. Mm. So Fuck, dude. Yeah. That was today. That was today. And so I, uh, after that, went Went back to my kid's house, dug a hole in the yard, just like I did for our other dog, and buried him. Fuck, DR? Yeah. Dude. God, I just... Oh. You, I, when you, you were texting around that time, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I texted you a little bit after asking about when you're going to be down uh, at the uh, kitchen. Right, right. Because I, I was like, I'm, I need to get out. I need to get out of my head. Yeah. You know, do do the right things. Like, don't sit and stew and shit. No. Yeah. Get out. Surround yourself by like-minded people that can help you. Yeah. When shit happens, you don't just sit with yourself. Right. Sometimes it's good to sit with yourself. Don't get me wrong. Embrace the emotions and stuff. Yeah. It's not good to dwell on them. Exactly. Right. But sometimes... I found what works for me is getting out of my head and get out of getting out of self. Right, for sure. What and a fucking day, dude! I know it's God, and it, getting on the bike helps. So that's <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'll get on the bike and head down there. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Because you smashed over to San Diego, Harley. Yeah, I live right up the hill from there. I, live, right. I live directly up that side street. Oh, nice, like that's, right. That's there. dope. You're right around the corner from me. Then. Yeah, we. Uh, we were going to do it there, but me and Dustin have been in the print shop the last three days. I've been here the last three days, and he's been working overnights, and then he'll come home, sleep, and then come in here. And I've just been, I think we've done like 400 pieces Damn. this week, and we're still not done. It's been a fucking busy week. Next week's going to be the same. So I really appreciate you coming all the way up the lakeside. Yeah, you know. Doug, what does your life look like now, and what does sobriety offer to you? So now it's like. like Obviously, you like walk I through said, some shit. Yeah, I, I handle. It's easier to deal with shit now. Mm. I don't, I know I don't need to drink over shit now. Right. I mean, I'm going through, been separated for two years from the, to the woman I love. And, you know, 
it's fucking hard every day, but you know, I'm I'm not gonna drink over it. Yes, I was a little suicidal for a while, but it's I was never going to do that to my kids. I have two kids. I have a two-year-old and a five-year-old. And I personally think a lot of times that it's selfish when people take their lives. And I would not want my kids to have to deal with that trauma. And so, you know, I gave my buddy my gun. I surrounded myself with people that loved me and could help me. And, you know, I made it through. That's right. Hell yeah. And it's, you, making the right decisions, uh, learning the things I've learned in in AA, uh, they've guided me into such a different perspective. And it, I mean, I don't practice it all the time, but, you know, after I stew on shit for a while, it pops into my head. And I'm like, my, my sponsor loves it because I will go through shit and not call him. And then once I've figured it out for myself, I call him to explain to him how I figured it out. Yeah, I'm a fucking alcoholic. Yeah, a thousand percent. <laughs> a thousand percent. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, no, you're supposed to call me bef- when you're in it, <laughs> not after. Yeah, yeah. I am yeah. I do the same shit. I'll call it. It's like, yeah, so uh, this happened, and I sat on it for a long time, and then I just kind of worked through it. And they're like, yeah, and then why do you need me, you <laughs> fucking idiot? Be like, yeah, you probably could have figured it out and gone, got through it a lot quicker if you would have right. gotten some help from <laughs> your sponsor. Fucking, um. Damn it. Damn it, Jim. Damn it, Jim. Yeah, I mean, through, through, through sobriety, I got my two kids. And you know, I, have, I, have a, I have a good relationship with their mom, even though we're separated. And you know, we, we talk all the time. So, like, the friendship's still there. But uh, she just decided she didn't love me anymore. And I kind of initiated that through my own alcoholic behaviors. Uh, I mean, I've put her through some traumas. Right. Yeah. You're lucky she stuck around as long as she did. Exactly. And so we, we were together for 14 years. And Damn. So she, she's been with me through my shit. Right. And stayed by my side. And, you know, uh, she finally had enough. And, you know, yeah. couldn't that is anymore. what it is. So, Dude, the one I thing that I've gathered. I don't blame her. Fucking A. The, the one thing I've gathered through, and we hung tough this weekend, is like, you are very cool, calm, and collected. And, like, when you say something, it's generally you mean it. And uh, the one thing that sticks out of my head when I uh, when I think of you, DR, is rule number 62. That was one rule thing 62. I had to ask you about <laughs> is don't take yourself so seriously. seriously yeah. Yeah. And uh, hearing your story, like, I fucking hear mine, dude. You're a fucking thoroughbred alcoholic, dog. <laughs> and I want to thank you for coming on. I know it's been a fucking hard day now that I know. Appreciate <laughs> it, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I didn't inform you of that. Uh <laughs> Yeah, Rafa got a little text about it, but it's like I I had no idea I was coming on to this podcast. I thought I was just going to show up and hang out, but you know, yeah, yeah. that's showing up, dude. It, and what we're starting to realize, if I can it, send send the message to somebody else exactly. and help somebody else. I am. 
I can promise you. I'm going to give it my best. I can promise you sometime next week I'm going to have an email or a, or a message from somebody and be like, dude, his fucking, I can't believe that he had the fucking gnarliest day ever. I would have never been able to come on the podcast. And then that's the thing about us fucking addicts and alcoholics is like, we got to show up. Yeah. It's because it, it has ceased to become about us. And it yeah, becomes like, about helping out the next person. Being being of service is the only reason I have stayed sober this long. Sick. Fucking A. Like, it, it doesn't, if you're not of service, what what the fuck's the point? Right. A thousand percent. If you're not of service to other people, I should say. Right. I can be of service to myself all the fucking time. Oh, I'm self-serving. That gets me mm-hmm. nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Rafa, what you got? Bro, like, you know, you, this weekend, dude, I learned so much about you and like, you're super, like, your aura, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you have a real genuine aura. You're a solid fucking individual, good fucking friend. Some of the best advice, you know, you fucking saved this dingleberry from fucking <laughs> <laughs> freezing his fucking hands off. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think after that, he was like, whatever Doc, whatever doc wants, we're going to do. Yes, a thousand percent. <laughs> I was like, I definitely value this guy's advice now. Yeah, you know. I, oh, yeah, I, man. I don't like when people talk out of their ass. If I'm going to say something, I'm going to make sure I'm pretty sure on what I'm talking about. Right. right? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what's up. Stay genuine. Fuck. fuck. I like that. That might be the title of this. Stay yeah. genuine. What song you want to go out to? Oh. Uh, huh. I, I didn't even know I get an outro song. Let me. Yeah. Uh, it's been a while. Exactly. Stayed. Yeah. Oh, my God. Let me get some throwdown. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What do you want? Oh, fuck. Uh, I can't. Uh, let's do Haymaker. Got it. Give me one second. Shit, that one, that one fucking song. The fuck's the name of it? <laughs> Not yet. Wait, that's the album, homie. What's uh, the song? Uh, let me see. You guys want to shake a mic? Too? Nope. Yeah, we're doing that right now. Dad, shit comes first. Oh. Oh yeah. Uh, so what are we listening sorry, to? Everyone. Oh, we're about to play it right now. Uh, you want to say a little? Not, did you, not you get heard, prepared for this one. No. You heard about 30 <laughs> minutes of a story. You want to pop in real quick? Hey, I didn't really hear. I can't wait to hear. I can't wait to listen to it tomorrow. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm actually I'm not excited. even going to tell you what fucking happened. Right. No, no, no. It's cool because, uh, I mean, listen, it was nice meeting you. I, I heard a lot about you this weekend. <laughs> so that's cool. And uh, I'm really looking forward to getting into work tomorrow and fucking listening to the show. Yeah. Very rarely do I uh, not not be on the show. So yeah. it's going to be kind of cool. To it's only when we're here and Elise is here and she knows that she can just offload Wyatt on him. I know. Well, I've been gone for fucking I've been doing overnights, so I my routine is I always give him a bath, and so I definitely wanted to do that tonight. So kids, kids are the most important thing. Yeah, did you they, figure it out? They kept me alive. Yeah, the song's called "You Can't Kill Integrity" by Throwdown. <laughs> Let's fucking go! Open up this fucking pit. This shit fucking fires me up, dog. Hey, 
Hey, I'm telling you right now, when this song kicked off, it was fucking hard. Let's, let's get it. it. Let's get into it. A little uh, good straight edge metal band. Come on. 